Welcome back to the Akatak Podcast. As always, I'm your host, an Australian man getting arrested, Jay. Doing as always is my co-host, a succulent Chinese meal, Z. How are you doing today, Z? I'm doing good. <coughs> That's good. Happy Halloween, Jay. Happy Halloween. It's coming out the day before Halloween, but close enough. You guys, you've arrived in your elaborate um, Iron Man armor. Yes. <laughs> I, I wanted that. Take you, Jack. How, how, this ele- Whoa, look at the helmet can lift and everything. Wow. Yeah, sorry. The I can tell you, it's more clear now that I'm not talking to the helmet. Just through a speaker before. How long did it take, Jack, for you to construct this elaborate costume? Oh, at least a year. I've been working on this since last Halloween. And now you'll never do anything else with it, right? It was no, I'm going to throw it in the sea. <laughs> for the show here. Yeah, just for the show. For this audio-only medium for mm-hmm. about an hour and a half. And I see you're dressed as Bobby Flay. Hit chef. Yeah. Literally, right as you brought to start recording, I was like, I remembered. I was like, huh, I was, was going to put something on. I was going to put on that. I was going to dress up like a Joel. From Last of Us. Yeah, I was gonna put on a green flannel and jeans, and that's that's ninety percent of the way. Didn't you, what did you, what did you dress up as? Did you dress up as anything? Indiana yeah. Jones. Mm, that's good. It's a classic. It's a classic. Yeah, yeah. And it's topical. Back, back and topical. Yeah. 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 So I don't have anything because I don't like dressing up. <laughs> that's still fun. Classic. Well, here's the thing. When have I ever been fun? It's true. That's, and this that's, show, that's <laughs> like kind of my mo. Is that I'm not fun. <laughs> I don't do fun things. What a thing to say. Well, <laughs> when have I ever been fun? <laughs> No one's ever accused me of being fun, and they never will. They never can get me on that. They've tried. I've been convicted. I bought a, I bought like a, like the cheapest watch I could find on Amazon. The shatter with a hammer, and I, yeah, I smashed it, but I, I did. <laughs> and it fun. looks. I was like, this looks like Joel's broken watch. Oh my god, look at. <laughs> so, and then you got a, you adopted a daughter and raised her for many years, and then killed her. Well, no, that's not the last. Well, he didn't write. Oh, but the first one. The you first know, one. He does need to have a daughter die. Yeah, and then you were, and the next Halloween you'll be killed by a golf club. <laughs> I'll oh, kill Jake, you. No, Jake. I mean, Spoiler. but I don't. So I don't know when I'm going to get any mileage. I thought it was really between those two. I mean, like I said, I did buy the watch, so I I sunk about ten minutes into that costume or ten dollars into that costume. I didn't wear, but I was like, I don't know if it's enough. I don't know if you show up at a Halloween party with jeans and a green flannel, flannel if that does anything for anyone. If you just else. say hello, my name is Jill from The Last of Us. Well, I was going to have a backpack that I was going to tape the flashlight to, like they do. And it seems like you're lost, watch. but again, it's just I, even then, it's like, does that really do anything? It looks like you're a vagrant off the street. <laughs> hey, man, did you did you like hit your watch on something? Hey, man, who are you? <laughs> are you are you from off the street with your back? Why did you bring a backpack? <laughs> you're gonna kill us? You know, this is a Halloween party, right? So maybe it would work better if you. Oh no, see, is that weird though? What I was gonna say, if you could do like a couple's costume and then the other one dressed up as Ellie, but is it weird? People do weirder Halloween costumes. They I feel. do. They do. Than going as a fictional. I saw father and daughter, right? Pro- right? Probably. I would. I would hope not. I don't know how. I don't know what I hope in this situation. I saw someone who said. I saw someone this year say they were like, "Man, if I had a boyfriend, I would go as this." And you know what the guess? Guess what it was? It's a very topical. It, was costume. it Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift? No, more topical for us. Oh, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift's not really a problematic one. It's, it was problematic, kind of. And oh, it was, it was problematic. Oh, was it um from House of the Dragon? No. Fuck. More problematic. More problematic? I think. And more topical. But again, topical. Very recent for us. Like, very recent for us? I never remember anything we ever talk about. Ernest and Molly oh. from Killers of the Flower. Oh. It was very problematic what a, for us. What a tight again. turnaround on that costume. You really didn't have any ideas. Uh, which was problematic for a number of reasons, because I don't know that the woman who tweeted this was Native, Native American to begin with. So that's, like, strike one. We've done that years ago. <laughs> We've well past. You can't be doing that anymore. We're very... From, like, 2013, you couldn't be doing that. Much less I'm going to depict the... The horrors of the yeah, Osage this Massacre. Guy who, this guy who poisoned his wife and... Killed was, her family. Was, yeah. Complicit in the murders of her family members. Uh, I, I can't imagine. And also, like, 
They're just real. I don't know. They're real people. Those, all those other ones, you know, well, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are real people, I guess. But not, not in, in a, a way that in counts. In a way. Not in a way that counts, yeah. Not in a way that means anything to us. But those other ones are fictional, at least. Like, ah, I'm a fiction. Again, so like if you're a fictional father and daughter, I guess that's weird, kind of. But Or like you're a fictional, you know, uncle and niece wife. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, look at I'm fucking, what's his name? Eamon? No. Which one's he? Damon, Damon, yeah, and Damon. I'm Damon Rhaenyra. You're like, oh, that's that's kind of weird, but also who cares? Matt Smith and all that. Matt Smith, like, who cares? But this is a real person who was poisoned by her husband, so and killed, um, right? Yep, awful. No thing. good, right? I can't imagine sitting through that entire movie. So if you've been watching, being like, this is a great Halloween costume, right? <laughs> I know what I'll do. How's, how's that? What you walked away with? Yeah, Martinez would be mortified to hear that. I want to wear that blanket to a Halloween costume. Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> I guess. Should I guess, man? I don't should, know. Man. Maybe you shouldn't leave. Maybe you shouldn't leave your house for a bit. Why don't you go out in the woods and don't bother anyone? <laughs> uh, all right. Do you enough know rambling? Speaking of Jack, speaking of spooky time, the spookiest movie we've ever seen came out. Uh, five nights at Freddy's. Have we seen any spookier films for this show? I can't think of a single one. But uh, classically, now when you do a podcast, you don't remember anything you talk about on the podcast. So uh-huh. I couldn't. You could have said. I we mean, we saw, last year we saw Nope and talked about it at the end of the year. That's true. That's kind of spooky. I t- and I talked about how that spooked me. That was I, I got spooked by that last night. So it was a bit spooky. That, yeah, no, that was that was that was just like the same time last year kind of thing. Two years ago. Fuck, really? Well, yeah, it didn't. It didn't come out last year. Wow. Damn. Last night, so it did not. Come. I'll be damned. Um, time really? flies when no one listens to your podcast, huh? <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> but I think there's only two. I can't think of any other horror movies you would have. I th- and I feel like this is more strictly horror, probably than no. Nope is nope is fucking spooky. Yeah, nope probably nope is scarier than this movie. I tell you, oh, even absolutely. if it's not as strictly of a horror movie, it's a, it's definitely a scarier movie. I'll say that much for sure. So Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, I thought I would ask you that thing I do a lot, which is do you have what, what's your what's your connection to Five Nights at Freddy's? Uh, Matt Pat videos, game right. theory. Uh, I've watched every single one of Matt Pat videos. I think I used to give up on it. Like every time one came oh, really? out, I'd, I'd watch it. I, I, I was subscribed to him for a time. I never subscribed to him. I don't subscribe to people on YouTube. Have either. we talked about this in the show? I don't know if we've talked about this show, but I, but do I know, don't. I know this about you. I don't subscribe to people on YouTube. It's not a thing I care to do. <laughs> <laughs> I like don't. I have no interest in it. Fucking maniac. Uh, if, if what the hell's wrong with you, dude? <laughs> you've been <laughs> tested. All right. Let's not. Okay. You want to start playing? Who's going to hey, get tested? Listen, game. listen. Have I ever? Have I ever disputed any of that? I, hey, I never said I disputed it either. But I'm, let's not. Let's not play the let's get tested. Game. More weird. No, I will. I think I'd win. Oh, I think I'd win that game. You, the rumor in right now, no, 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 would no. beg to differ. You're not going to shame me into this. No, I'll no. shame you whatever I want. You stare at walls and things. I haven't done that in years. <laughs> I haven't done that in years. That was high school chat. We're well past that point. That might have been indicative of a larger issue. <laughs> Just sign into your YouTube, man. That's not a big deal. No, I'm signing into my YouTube. <laughs> I have a YouTube account. Like, I have an account through, like, Google and shit that I use. To, to do what with? I just, I just saves my preferences. It like it has like an obviously it saves watching certain kind of videos. I don't subscribe to anybody though. What's the? I, I'm not gonna say what's the point because that's ridiculous. Because obviously it's a point. It's a very real point. It's a very obvious point. Oh, yeah, it's a very obvious point. That's a silly thing for me to say, and I didn't. <laughs> you want to do that? You really? Almost I almost did. No, I, I will fully admit that I almost just let that stream out of my mouth, but I didn't. <laughs> Listeners, I didn't. I saved myself, but uh. I also have never played Five Nights at Freddy's, and um, the weird thing about that is, I feel like I feel like in a lot of ways we were we're of the right demographic for that, especially age wise. Like, oh yeah, it came out like we were in high school, early high it school. It actually came out later 
than I would have thought. I would have thought Five Nights at Freddy's was like a 2012 kind of phenomenon, but it was 2014 the first game came out. Oh. And um, yeah, I don't know. I just never got into it. I remember thinking it was spooky at the time. I was like, ooh, this is spooky oh, yeah? animatronics. And obviously, I, I, but I was like 13. I feel like it was so. just so immediately like, I don't know what the term would be. But just it just became so popular so so quickly. Immediately blew up. I feel like, yeah, it. I feel like it took any of that kind of away from it. Oh, yeah. Because when you're just inundated by like Five Nights at Freddy's fan art and once I got to the merchandising stage and everywhere you looked, there was like plushies and toys and blind bags and a million different <laughs> little baubles that you could purchase with yeah. a big bear on it. And I'm like, I'm just, well, and the thing is, I guess this is kind of the point of the sort of the premise of it, but on their own, they're not really scary. They are just big animatronic animals. Yeah. Right? Like if in a vacuum, five, Freddy doesn't look like anything but a big bear. Like he's yeah. Not, Again, that's kind of the point, I guess. Right? Mm-hmm. So. And also, like, the jump scare is scary if, if it's presented as such, but if someone's, like, they just, they just like, move in front of the camera, and then, like, they show it. I remember I watched some video when I was younger where someone was like, this isn't that scary because of this, and then they showed it in such a way where, like, you're, you're, they're telling you it's going to happen, and then it happens, like, oh, that's kind of nothing. They just, like, move in front of you and make a sound, and then it, and you die. Yeah, yeah. But, um, see, I don't know. It was quite the phenom back in the day, though. Oh, yeah. Which is why it's so weird. <laughs> I think I said this... I don't know if I again. I don't know if I said this on the show to tie back to the other thing, but we definitely talked about it in the in the lead up to this movie. Where I'm like, why now, right? Yeah. And it's because they've tried like two different. I think there's been at least one or two other attempts at making this into a movie that, like, for whatever reason, failed along the way. Um, and they finally, but it's like, yeah. Again, I mean, that that's the thing. Like I said, we were of the right age, but we're. It's literally been almost ten years now, so. I don't know, I feel like a lot of people probably aged out of their interest in Five Nights at Freddy's. I mean, obviously, new new fans would have come along as well and stuff. Yeah, as so. the games have released. But what a weird what a weird timing. I don't know. Yeah. It's like, I was trying to think, what, what are, what's also of that, like, very much of that era? Um, the 2014 kind of era? I get it. It's not important, but... Yeah. It is the start of uh, indie horror games, kind of the big blow-up of a certain kind of indie horror game. So? I definitely think so. There's definitely a bunch. I mean, even today, there's a bunch what of... What about Insomnia? I've never played Insomnia. Well, I think Insomnia was first, though. I've never played any of them. I'm just saying. Fair enough. I don't know a lot about Insomnia. I just think, like... I just feel like there's more games, I guess, that I... At least from what I've seen, that follow that kind of formula. I mean, there's also that big thing of fan games based on Five at Freddy's. Uh-huh. But even more so, there's, like, that Bendy and the Ink Machine is kind of like Five at Freddy's. Is that scary? It's like a horror game. I think it's supposed to be... Oh. And it's like a real, like, here's all, you can look in the environment, there's a lot of environmental storytelling, you just play the game, we're not going to get all the lore or whatever, which is what Five Nights at Freddy's becomes unanimous with as time goes on, to better, for better or for worse. I think mostly for worse. I don't see how you could argue otherwise, really. Mm. And I won't. <laughs> Unless you are, I mean, I guess there's some people who that would be appealing to. So satisfying for, but in general. So the, the plot of this movie itself, we've got Josh H- Hutchinson. Classic bad movie guy. Yeah, in a lot of ways. Like Hotel for Dogs. Sure. <laughs> okay, sure. And Well, he's not her games, but... He was a child back then. Does that count? Not really. Are you going to hold, like, Race Forge Mount against him? No, I forgot he was in that one. You're going to hold Bridget Terabithia against him? Well, that, that one wasn't, wasn't that bad. No, that's a good movie. That's a good one. His friend dies in the river. Horrible. Horrible. So so sad. Yeah, but he can run real like, fast. Holy he's... shit, where'd this come from? <laughs> what am I watching? Classic children's... Christ almighty. Classic children's from the 90s, 2000s. We're right in the middle. Just the worst thing you ever think of happens. I was like, ah. There were... I remember as a child, I saw that movie just to really go off on a tangent. But I was like, ah, yes, she's just hiding in Terabithia and they don't know. <laughs> you wish. It's like a child in my ignorance. I was like, ah, yes, no, they just don't understand. They think she's died, but she's really just gone missing. 
in in Terabithia, yeah. and he's got to go find her. And then I look over, and my grandmother was like weeping, and she's like, "I don't, I don't think that's it." And I was like, "Oh, oh no, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> are you telling? Oh, oh dear." But um, so he's there, and his parents have died in a. Oh no, his mom died of I don't know sickness of consumption revealed, and then his dad killed himself. Maybe left, abandoned them. Unclear. Un- oh, I, I I assumed he was dead, but okay. Yeah. And so he has to raise his sister, his much younger sister, his his younger sister, and so he's got to get a job, and he gets a job at at Fred, Fred, Five Nights at Freddy's, <laughs> Freddy Fazbear's, Freddy Fazbear's Pizzeria, and um, we got this like evil aunt kind of character wants the wants the kid for the checks. There's a cop named Vanessa. Terrible cop. Doesn't do her job very well. She doesn't seem to do any policing in this movie, really. She's like, this is on my beat, but see how she just hangs out there all day. Is it just a lie? I mean, we're just, I think we're just going to spoil Fantasy Freddy's because who gives a shit? <laughs> um, it wasn't really that good of a film. On, no. On for, almost any level. Not at all. Well, so, the, I, I thought this, I thought Fantasy Freddy's, the set looked nice. Sure. But that's well, it. it wasn't really good. Like, it wasn't. Nothing about it was very good. Oh, it was, nothing. It's passable, I guess, but nothing yeah. about it was, like, exceptional. So, whatever. Go see it or don't. Well, I'm, not, I'm not your mom. If you think you were going to have an interest in the Five Nights at Freddy's film, you would know. I mean, it's either... Yeah. yeah. But um, It's kind of for no one. In a lot of ways. That's what I said. Maybe I'll read my review. In a I was thinking we could do a fun little segment now where we just read our letterbox reviews on the show um, out loud. Oh, yeah. So, do you think that's... It, it's never really said one way or the other, but, like, is that just a lie? I guess not. Ah. No, because she gets into a real police substation, maybe. Yeah, because she, like, is, she heals them. That's what why? I thought at one point. We're like, oh, maybe it's just, just pretending. But then why... None of it really makes sense. It's kind of it's the yeah the plot of this film. It's not very it's, not very great. Well, I I was talking with one friend of mine and I, we were talking about it after and I just remarked that like this film's plot is just a bunch of excuses to get back to Five Nights at Freddy's nonsense to yeah. have a bunch of Five Nights at Freddy's things happen and it doesn't really and it's, it's, it's like really eh. shows I think the limitations of the of the premise right because once you have to actually add like a, a some somewhat you know complete plot around it it. Is just like it falls, falls apart. apart. It's yeah. like nothing. Like what is? What are we actually watching here? Right. The only the only thing that could vaguely be an interesting plot is like I guess the thing that precedes it with the killing of all these children, which would be a horrible plot. But like that's the only thing that could rel- even remotely be anything. Because I feel like I just can't help but think throughout. Well, no, I guess. Well, they kind of tie him in. Whatever. We'll get to it. But on some level, it's hard to not just think like, why would anyone do this? Right. Mm-hmm. Especially as it becomes more apparent, and he starts to like think like, "Oh, I guess this is just real." You just you just wouldn't anymore, would you? You'd stop, <laughs> wouldn't you? Stop? Because the whole point of the game is that like you're not really sure, right? Yeah. Because the whole time it's and it's only five nights, and I get to go to the day shift or whatever it is, right? Is that it? You get fired. Oh, you get fired at the end. Yeah, you fired at the end of each game. I thought you got to go to the day shift. Nope. Then what's the point of waiting for five nights? Because well, it, there's a there's a lore reason why. Okay, but um. But the point of that is that, like, I think the implication at least is like, oh, you wouldn't even believe this, right? Like, no one will believe it. I must just be going crazy kind of yeah. thing, right? But then when in this movie to have other people, like, reinforce it and be like, yeah, it is just real, you'd be like, well, I just, I think I won't. I think but, so the way they tie it in is that they explain that other than his younger sister, he had a younger brother yeah. um, who was abducted when they were both they children. Were children. And it becomes apparent that that's somehow related to this. He has, like, um, dreams where he's communing with... The strange children, yeah, and stuff who are wearing things that look like the animatronics. Are they? Do they? I didn't even notice that. Well, the one, remember the one, one kid's hook has, but... has the hook. The one kid's got bunny ears. The one kid's got. Oh, a hat. I guess he does have bunny ears. Yeah. Um. So basically, 
I, I've seen people like criticize. So I, I did a like a crash course on reading up on some of these characters and some of the lore and stuff afterwards. I'm like, okay, let's see how. Because I, I knew vaguely, like I knew who William Afton was, because mm-hmm. then he was like the bad guy of it all. But so in the game, in the first game, you're playing as his son. Who is this guy? What's his name? Mike Schmidt. Right, but in the game, he, so he's Mike. He's still Mike. Yeah, he's, but he's Mike, Mike Afton. Because then I thought people complain like, or, I don't know, it's weird. Because some people are like, oh, it's in the game or in the like. People are like, oh, they did it wrong because Mike should be his son and, um, oh, what's the sister's name? I don't remember any of these fuckers. Vanessa. Names. No, the other. Oh. No, his sister. Oh, Abby should be, like. They're like, Mike should be his son and Abby should be his her his daughter and not Mike's sister. And I'm like, wait, but if they're both his kids, shouldn't they still be siblings anyways? Well, they should. I don't know. Vanessa in the game isn't. No, she's somebody. In the games, she's not one of his She's children. someone she brainwashes. He, yeah, apparently, so. Yeah, because in, in the games, the whole thing is that, like, you're fired for, like, tampering with the animatronics. That's why you get fired. And as the games go on, the lore reason is that Mike is going around, like, freeing, like, taking the animatronics to free all the children's souls. Okay. So that's that's why you get fired. Um, but obviously it's different now because they're just hanging out. So in the first game, you are him, and in the rest of the games, he's just out doing stuff, but you're not him? Uh, You're him in, like, the, f- I think you're him in the first, th- I think all of them you're him. Oh. I think. Then how is he getting fired? What? I think he's going to different Fazbear locations. But it's his dad's... No, in this one, his dad's not involved. His dad, I think, is dead at this time. In what time? At the time of the games. His dad's not, like... Yeah, but his dad is still the guy. No, not in the games. What do you mean? His dad doesn't own... It's not It's not as it is in the games. I don't think... In the show, I don't I think mean. you're right about that. I, there's, well, there's two people who own the company, and yeah. William Afton disappears and is not part of it at the time because he keeps hiring his own son. Okay. It's a hoot. He is or isn't hiring his own son? He isn't. I, okay. as, as from what I understand, he is not in the games. Well, I get that, like in a literal sense, because he's supposed to be like dead or gone or whatever. But I'm saying, stuff, at the point, his father's not running the company. Okay. Then who's hiring to do to? How's it's, that work? It's not. What's very, the explanation in the games for why it even exists? Like, why are they maintaining these locations with horrible <laughs> possessed robots in them? Um, in the games, they aren't abandoned. They're like still being used. Oh, they are. Yeah. Oh. I guess I didn't appreciate the, that factor of it either. Cause, yeah, because in the in the games, the phone guy's like, "Oh, this just play this is like you may have heard rumors about us, but they're not true." Like in the games, this is, this is still an operating location. Really? Yeah. So then this is a big yeah, it's a big departure. Departures. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's not just some abandoned place he keeps to like have a murder den. But basically, the long and short of it is that it becomes apparent that something bad happened at this location. Well, not even apparent. Vanessa literally just tells him like. Yeah, there was basically some murders that people tied to this, and they didn't find the bodies, but it probably happened here, I guess, yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Somehow it was related. And he comes to realize that somehow it's related, that probably the same person who was doing these murders also probably kidnapped and, murdered his, I guess, just murdered his brother. Like, yeah, because the spirits are like in his dream, and he's like, "Have you? do you see him? Like, there's some connection he has, so he keeps wanting to go back because his dreams are stronger there. Like, he's more in it. And, the yeah, basically it's just... Pretty quickly resolved as like, oh, so these robots are possessed by the spirits of dead children. And his sister gets involved and they're like, ah, like friendly to her because she's also a kid. But then they're too friendly and it gets to the point where they're like, we would like to also have your sister be dead, I guess. and Being a robot. Possessed in a robot like us. Uh, and then it turns out Vanessa knew the whole time and it's her dad is William Afton who was doing it all. And he's just, uh, what's his name there? guy who plays Shaggy. Yeah, what's that guy's name? Uh, oh, uh, Matthew Lillard, I think? Yeah, yeah. So the guy who hired him is just him the whole time, which I guess that really does add a weird wrinkle to it, because if it... Why is it, Why is that? It does actually kind of make it a bit nonsensical, huh? The whole plot of it, because it's like, why would he hire anyone? Yeah. 
Just Why to, does he need to do that? Because he knows the robots will murder anyone who gets in. But he also maintains some control of like why does he need this what's what's the point yeah i i don't know what a, it doesn't make any sense why's his daughter in on it his daughter's there to like why she to go, check in but she's not okay with it but she's okay enough with it like I, very weird yeah she's, she's got no problem like going working with her dad who she knows is a is a mur- child murderer, murderer a very known child murderer who no one ever caught but like where's his big his big yellow bunny suit i don't think this movie is very good i don't yeah i know it wasn't very good <laughs> I mean, I thought, isn't it weird how little they actually use the like animatronics to be scary? Like, do the Five Nights at Freddy's stuff early on of like they're spooky in the in the halls and are they walking around? Like, I feel like they just don't really do much with that. They only do it with the with Foxy. I feel like it gets. I feel like it way too quickly gets to a point where we're just like, again, like just directly like, yes, they are alive and walking around, and that's okay. Well, we'll let's let's just kind of work from that assumption now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that takes some of the. <laughs> oomph out of it yeah some of the suspense out of the whole thing because i feel like it, you should be more i don't know i feel like they try to roll too much of the later the overarching story lore of it all into this instead of just like spooky what if these animatronics are alive kind of thing yeah and they they you know what i mean like they got too much into like well we need to explain that he's a murderer and these are souls of children and also he's like basically defeated by the end of this yeah he becomes his spring the spring, the spring trap thing what's the explanation for that uh in in the game, it's that, like, there's those suits that operate, there's, like, suits that he builds at one yeah. point that operate both as, like, animatronics and you can wear them, and he puts one on when, like, the, the all the spirits escape and are chasing him through uh, uh, whatever. So he puts it on to, like, trick them, but, like, it's wet, or, like, the system is, it's, it's a rundown place, so it's all wet, and so the spring locks tense up and they, like, crush him and kill him. But uh, what are the spring locks for? Like, why do those? What What are those supposed to do? I think they turn it from a suit, normal a suit you could wear into a suit into like a robot. I in think. what way? It's not really explained because it said something about that. Yeah, like when the, when he first sees them and they're like, and she's like, oh no, don't mess with that one. That's like a spring trap for I don't remember what she says though. Something something about like yeah. But I'm just like, why would you? Why would you ever need that inside this? What is that for? If not to <laughs> accidentally murder someone with like. What? Yeah. Right, like why? That seems very dangerous. It's very dangerous. Really like, yeah, if you touch that, it'll close on you, and and you'll just die. It's powerful enough to just squeeze you, puncture you right through with those weird claw-looking claw springs. Why? What are those for? I don't know. So, I feel like something I didn't care for this movie. Is they didn't. They did not like. I don't know. I mean, maybe this is the type of thing that doesn't really need explanation because it's a scary movie that's just kind of par for the course. But there's no explanation given to how all the supernatural stuff came to pass. Again, it's just treated as like a matter literally, of course. Like so quickly, we're just they just move past, and everyone in the movie is on board with like, yeah, those are spirits of dead children inhabiting those machines. That's cool, right? And he's just like, shit, I guess. Okay, <laughs> can they tell me where my dead brother is? Like, he's just co- completely but, on board. But he's got to make a weird deal with them, right. or at least one of them, the most vengeful of them. And like, I feel like that wasn't resolved in a satisfying way. At one point, it's just kind of like, well, I guess he says like, and I killed your brother too, and you're just like, oh, okay, so I guess he is dead. Which is fine. I mean, that makes sense. It's not like I really expected the brother to be, like, alive. But I just feel like he didn't actually have to, like, face that at any point. Yeah. There was no big moment where he's like, your brother was never dead. You're never alive. Uh, uh. And at one point, they're like, yeah, there's that part where they're trying to be like, don't you want to live here in this, in your dream palace where your brother can be alive? Or you can pretend he is at least? I'm like, oh, okay. What's this about? And he's like, nah, actually, I'm all right. I don't want to do that. And the questions are like, yep, too late. We got your sister. We Also, there's a... As a, one of the plot points in this movie is that he needs his job. He wants to keep it. The vague reason they have him continue to go where the haunted robots right, right. are is that like he needs to look good on paper for a judge, so they won't give him. They give her give his sister to his aunt, 
who, his, who they don't like. But the reason he needs a job is because his previous job, he beat a man in a mall. So it feels like no matter what he does, that's a point against him. Big point against him. Surprised he still has his sister after that. Like, that's a good point. Like, he, he thinks... Some, I guess he's having a rough time, is the idea. Like, it's not that he is a violent dude as much as he's having... Like, trauma? Some stressful happenings in his life, and that's why... That, but, because also, he's not very... He's he's really not violent. Like, he's not very effective, like, beating up robots or anything through no. for the rest of the movie, so... Now, he gets his shit kicked in by Matthew Laird, so... Oh, yeah. All those ghost kids kick his ass with yeah, their claws? Yeah, yeah, so... And then, but I guess she's dead? The aunt was murdered? Yeah, yeah, yeah the aunt was murdered. In his house, by the way. Yeah, that, I bet that'll go over well. Yeah. That, that requires no explanation. Or at the very least, like, grievously assaulted, right? At the very least. The, uh, we can at least assume that much. If we can't, what are we? Right. I mean, she was she was unconscious on their floor, so, like, she's either dead or grievously assaulted, and that's, yeah, that's not going to go over well either. Yeah. Golden Freddy went and picked her up. Even though he technically can't move in the games, that's, like, the whole point. Golden Freddy can't move? Well, because Golden Freddy's the other, like, suit that is also an animatronic. Yeah. There's, there's the golden Bonnie and then the golden Freddy, and then yeah, you yeah. turn off Freddy, and then you can't move. So he just kind of sits there, but he's walking around in the movie, because who actually cares? It's just, like I said, the whole kind of premise of it, that, like, these are these are the, like, vengeful spirits of murdered children, but they're not even the, just the spirits, because they're, stuffed, they're stuffed in there. Why does that matter? Well, because that's how he hid them in the games. That's how they No, f- I get that, yeah. but that's also dumb. I feel like it's a dumb explanation. In in the games, I was like, that's that feels like a shitty, poorly written... <laughs> explanation for anything because you would look there to also it's insane right yeah that's what i mean that that the like it just feels like a weird kind of shocking spooky thing to say mm. and then he hid their bodies in there oh. but yeah so because i was reading or in the video or i read somewhere that like the explanation is literally that the it, it became noticeable yeah because they, the they started to start they started to smell and that contributed to the Fine. poor reputation of the establishment and it's so it's like the, the police had for whatever reason i don't know if if it's known why they began to suspect him as being the child murderer. Yeah. Because well, I guess, because well, in the game, at least, he did it, he does it at the pizzeria. He would like, yeah. He dresses okay. them up and lures them into the he back. He would lure them in the back room and kill them there. So like, yeah, that's pretty cut and dry. Once you get more than, half, I was going to say more than one, but I don't even, I think the first one. Yeah. But certainly once there's two, it's like, yeah, two mis- two children have gone missing at your establishment. Place. I mean, come on. Something's going wrong here. How, he, how do you even do that? How do you pull that off? How sneaky do you have to be for How? someone's kid for someone's mom to not be like, okay, well, where's my kid though? Like right now, like I, he was here minutes ago. Yeah, <laughs> we're at the place, man. I'm not gonna leave this place till we find my kid. Like, how quickly could you like kill a kid? Was he murdering them instantly? Like, wh- put him in the back and like again. I feel like the whole thing it, it tends towards that. Just a bit of like just spooky, shocky. Like, oh wow, wouldn't this be fucked up? Yeah, yeah. I guess I, I guess it would be. Yeah, he would. Okay, he murders children. Okay. Why is he mur- he's just murdered? He's just a child murderer who has also children. Like, yeah, that is shocking and spooky. I guess that's one of the more detestable things you could ever do. But is there anything to it? No. The cupcake's alive. The cupcake's alive. But there's not enough souls. So where, who's who's in that one? But you're right. You would look in the. You would look in the animatronics. You would look inside. Also, it. you could probably see them and like their blood. That's what I meant. Like, is there blood leaking through? Like, wh- there's just actual human remains inside. Ugh. And at one point, they're like, I know how we're going to get this guy fired. We're going to, like, trash it during the day when he's not there. So he's off the clock. That's what I thought. So like, he wouldn't get fired for that. Why would he? You're the night shift guy, and it happens at noon. Even if it's at 6 a.m., you're off the clock, man. It doesn't matter. Uh-huh. Someone breaks in. They're like, well, you didn't like the door. Huh? So? Didn't he, though? He probably... It also, they didn't... They, like, opened, like, a service hatch, like yeah. a delivery area. Why would he assume that wasn't locked? Silly. But yeah, but so then he decides, right, that like 
He should stick with his living sibling, not the dead one. Shouldn't so. make bargains with ghosts. Yeah. Classic fairy tale logic. So Classic. he gets out of it. And Vanessa, for her part in it, gets to live. <laughs> yeah. Gets shanked by her dad with a big knife. But she doesn't actually have to die. Um, So good for her, I guess. And I guess the children are, I was going to say free, but I guess there's nothing to there's nothing to really suggest that, is there? No. They just have him as, well, no. They realize he murdered them? See, that's, that's what I mean. Like, that's the other level, right? It's like... These are spirits, like what? Because yeah, they cha- was, they've also changed that. Because in the okay. games, they n- they don't like him, and they are like looking for him because okay. they want to find and kill him. That's why he keep he turns get turned to spring trap in the games because they find him and are like, oh, you're here, we're gonna kill you because we know what you look like. Okay, and they remember, and they're like, they don't want to they don't want to move on because they're so angry and like vengeful. Sure. That makes sense. Yeah, but in the in this one, they're like he just controls them because he drew a picture and like tricked them. Which yeah, how does that make sense? How do you murder them and then trick them into all thinking you didn't you didn't murder them? Why are they able to be tricked? They're, they're all knowing spirits who can make deals. Yeah, I mean, it's, again, is is there is there more supernatural or is it literally just as simple as he was able to hand them the picture and that's all it takes? Be like, fellas, no, no, we're all holding hands in this. If I were, and this, that works. I guess again, they don't remember being murdered. It's kind. Of, it, I mean, it's 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 technically he like he's like um negging them at one point. Oh yeah, he's like you're all stupid and ugly. That's why you got to listen to me. What? Bad, bad move, buddy. Is that how you got in the first place? Hey, children, come into my... Come into this <laughs> hey, you scary... stupid little brat. <laughs> come into this scary back room. Well, I killed they with... just did? Or... And you killed him with a knife? What the fuck? Like, okay. They don't explain what that weird, like, saw face thing is? No, because don't they... Wait, don't they at one point in this ask for the... They're like, we want the golden rabbit? Or whatever they say. The yellow rabbit? No, the one... The, um, the blonde-haired boy who's Golden Freddy, he doesn't like the Golden Rabbit because he's the only one who doesn't. He's the only one who knows, you think? Yeah, he's the only one who knows because he's the one who's watching him when he's in pain. Okay. And that's and in the games, from what I understand, that's also true, that he's the one who stays behind the longest. Or in the game, it's a girl. It doesn't matter. Whatever the spirit is of the child yeah, yeah. and the Golden Freddy, they're the first to be ki- or one of the first to be killed or something, and they will hold on and like trap him in hell and stuff. Like They don't want to let him go because they're so angry. So they're specifically... I, th- I think it's assumed that the other ones... Are like let go and are free, uh-huh. but he decides to stay to torture him and okay. like let him slowly rot or something. Okay, he's purple for a while. He's the purple man. Why is he that? Do you know? That's the way. That's the way his sprite's colored. Okay, that's when he's like a he's like a figment, right? He's not like a he's not there in person in that game. Yeah, he's, it's a kind, he's some kind of like presence. Yeah, yeah. It, he, his his consciousness gets put on a hard drive at one point. Okay, he gets in a VR game. Sure comes back a couple times he says the line i always come back which means nothing when he hasn't left yet because there is that thing of like as well the part of the premise of this uh this whole rigmarole whether the game or the movie that you have to get behind is that animatronics like this could even exist <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is like that in of itself is pretty sci-fi right oh Again, yeah and that's also just treated as a matter of like and they can walk around they have super powerful batteries and they're so they can be self-sufficient just walking around for a while and i was like really can they and they just the only the only use for this was animatronics. This kids fucking place from the eighties, no less. They had this shit forty years ago, and they're like, "We'll never use it again." <laughs> we got we got raptors to fight in wars. We'll do that. Like, yeah, it's not just like spooky supernatural, but it's also like, yeah, this is the type of universe where someone can upload their hard drive, their mind to a hard drive, and then you can put that into robots that are <laughs> controlling, self sufficient, and can sustain a human mind in them. I guess in the book they. There's like a book series where yeah, yeah. one of the characters is a robot. Cool. Yeah. There's like there's like a illusion devices that you sound. It's ridiculous. So I don't know if this is satisfying to anyone who is big into the games or play the games or what, but it definitely wasn't to me. So 
If that's anything. Yeah, so these, yeah, they, they call him the Yellow Rabbit. What a nonsense tweet this is. I love how in the movie, Spring Bonnie's name is never actually stated, so newcomers only know him as the Yellow Rabbit. Yeah. What, what am I going to do without knowing Spring Bonnie? <laughs> oh, no. Now I get the movie. Now it all makes sense. He says, like, how in the original game, Golden Freddy was called Yellow Bear. Mm-hmm. There you go. So they call him Spring Bonnie because there's the springs in him, right? Yeah. Let's see, Jack. Real quick. See if I can get to the bottom of why the spring traps exist. <laughs> why, why do we do spring traps? Spring trap is the main antagonist and only true animatronic in Five Nights at Freddy's 3. Is it the only true animatronic? Oh, they're all ghosts in the third one. Oh, are they? Yeah, because the thing of the third one is that a company like turns the old Five Nights at Freddy's from the first game into like a haunted uh, attraction. Sure. But he's trapped. He was. He's been bored up in the walls for like a couple, like a decade, alive somehow from like as like a zombie, maybe kind of. It's not totally clear on how he survives for that long. But yeah, he's the only thing that's stalking around. I mean, he is kind of spooky looking. There's a little bit. It's all decayed and gross. So he's in there, or in the in the walls, in the in the in the animatronic. Yeah, he's in there. And is he meant to be a real person in there at that stage, or what? I'm. It's. I'm unclear on it. I'm unclear how human he is at that point. Right. Because he's been... Because <laughs> based on what I understand, he's been boarded up in a wall for a couple... Who's the phone guy? I have no idea who the phone guy is. Okay. No phone... They never do a phone guy bit. No, that's what I say. So I... So we'll, we'll get to that then. How about we do this? So I said in my review... Um, you said it was a good enough horror movie, which I think is a stupid thing to say, but... I don't... I, mean, I don't really watch horror movies. I don't think horror movies are very good. <laughs> so I said... Um, I said, this movie feels... Uh, a day late and a dollar short, which I, which is just kind of what I referenced at the beginning there, which is yeah. like, why are they making a Five Nights at Freddy's movie in the year of our Lord, 2023? <laughs> but, um, so I said, this this is mostly a joke, but also, I said, the filmmakers opt to not deliver all the film's exposition exclusively through voicemails and obscure Easter eggs, so you kind of have to wonder who they were even making this for, which is just a reference to that, yeah, in the games, almost any of the, like, lore and information is conveyed either through the ec- extra material, like you said, there's books and shit, or just like you have to listen to these phone calls, or like look, find this thing, or like read this thing. It's all I play the mini game and think about the interpretation of it. Yeah, not like there's not lots of conversations <laughs> that like there's in this movie where someone just like and then this happened. And then this happened. Uh, I said uh, the film is bogged down by the sheer amount of references to the game that in a vacuum hold no real value to the story being told. This it's is exa- kind of like this is exemplified by one particular cameo. Kind of like I said. see. I don't think that's so. You're referencing Matt Pat being in the game, right? Or in, in the movie, movie? I mean, yeah. I don't. I couldn't disagree more. Actually, this I thought it was fine and funny um, enough, or whatever. I don't care. Like I said, I think the actual plot of it is much more affected by that stuff. That's kind of what I said before, right? Like yeah. they tried too hard. I feel like to shove in a lot of the lore stuff, and it's like, yeah, maybe if you just kind of parsed it down and tried to just make it a spooky thing. Maybe you just did like the first game. You could yeah, probably yeah, capture some some essence. Something of it. I don't know, but I, I get you need more plot to make it a movie that's compelling at all. But I feel like they made maybe went a little bit too hard. In terms of like, and then there's this guy, and his his sister's gonna get possessed, and he had a brother who was killed, or kidnapped, or killed, or whatever, and he blamed himself. Here's this guy, and and, she, and then she's his daughter, and, and this and that, and they're all there. And I was like, okay, it's a lot, it's a lot, a lot of plate spinning, I think. Yeah, I don't know, just did nothing for me. I gotta, I gotta wonder though, on some level, maybe this is controversial, Jack, but is Five Nights at Freddy's actually anything itself? Like, <laughs> you know, like. Right, like, is this not all kind of absurd? It, like, does it actually bit. work even uh, any better in the context of the game? No, because it's if you watch like um if you watch a chronicle of Mad Pat trying to piece everything together, the it's so full of contradictions. You wonder yeah, why yeah. they even bother. Because yeah. you think Scott Coffin, the guy who created this, this is his, like last hope of being a game developer. He like lucked out and made Five Nights at Freddy's and became ultra rich and famous. 
So I made a bunch of games and just like slapped together a bunch of lore with no real regard of like how any of it connects to anything. It's like, okay, yeah, there's like a, there was like a Fred, there's like a diner. There's like a one bear. Oh, I mean, I guess this guy's a genius at making animatronics. So there's two of them. And also I wrote, I wrote this book series and also a series of short stories. Do they count? Who knows? And all these games, like it doesn't, it's all kind of nonsense. And the, as opposed to, and the games are, there's not a lot to them, like gameplay wise. You just like check the cameras, do your flashlight, close the doors, make sure you don't run out of power and survive for like six hours. Yeah. There's nothing to it. So this says basically that they're just, it malfunctions, I guess. But again, it, you got to wonder why that, it, yeah. So it says, um, the previously mentioned faulty mechanisms malfunctioned, uh, causing Purple Guy to be crushed and sliced by the internal springs and gears, thus killing him. Phone Guy's tapes foreshadow this. He explains that the person wearing the costume must not get moisture on the spring locks or make sudden movements to decrease the chance of injury. He broke these rules. He made sudden movement by jumping into the suit and failed to notice the rainwater, resulting in the locks becoming loosened by moisture and his brutal death. But yeah, so it's like, why? Why? Spirit, <laughs> spirits why are they in there? Why is there anything that could possibly crush you within that if you're meant to wear it? I just don't get it. Again, that's the type of thing where it's just, I don't think that was really thought through. Yeah, it just seemed like a f- cool thing to have happen. Right. That rule of cool it. So yeah, I guess 30 years, so it is, when he's actually walking around scaring you in the third game, that's 30 years later. Jeez. So he isn't alive in there. He's he's just possessed. Like his ghosts, whatever. Yeah. And I guess that's what he'll do in the in the sequel. But what do you again, what do you I feel like you you've really nothing. you've kinda done it all, mostly. Yeah. You've done you've done the spooky, you've done the I'm sure scary. there's more that people would be aware of, but in a lot of ways is there? No, not at all. It all hinges on like the scary robots. Yeah. And again, we have the whole thing of like, well, they were children and they should be on our side now because they got the guy they wanted to get and so yeah. like do they still got beef or are they all set? Are they not going to try to take your sister? Yeah. What? Also, the the also there's what a th- skin does a uh, <laughs> does Mike have in this game going forward at this point? Right. Zero. Also, there's a thing in this movie where she has imaginary friends and she's like draws a bunch of pictures with them in it, and it's revealed that that's just the ghosts of the children talking to her. Yeah. And it's like made her an outcast. She's at like a strange school where her brother just shows up and talks to the teacher. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck school she's going to. Counselor of some kind. I'm not sure. And then once the robot children go off to heaven or wherever they go, well, because the ants they're arguing as well, right? Yeah, she shows up with so her like it's, is that, is that school or is that like a social worker of some kind that they? I guess I don't know. Maybe I don't think it, I don't know if that necessarily was her actual school. I guess, I guess it could just be like a. YMCA. But you no, know, you're right about that. Like it's I guess I didn't think of it like that. But yeah, it it's kind of seems to suggest that she was communing with them prior to yeah him getting that job again. It's all too. I think it's, I think it's just too much. It's just too much. Too many. Too many things. Too much going together plates. and yeah, yeah, it's too it, it it's tried and yeah, I think it's just tied in a little too tightly maybe. Mm, absolutely, I don't know. But again, like I said, I th- it seems like the games have gone that way too. Because instead of in the first one where it's just like yeah, look at I'm just a security guard, this is spooky. Now it's gone to be like yeah, that guy was actually the murderer's son. He was actually trying to fix his father's mistakes and like he- helping all these kids. I feel like anytime you do that, I, I think a lot of stories have a tendency to. Overcomplicate, yeah, fall into those kind of traps when you when they go for long enough and you're making big, I don't know, any any time you're making like some kind of episodic serialized thing like this where it's like and then this happens and this happens now we need another game and another story right mm-hmm. and there's this tendency to be like and everyone's related and they all know each other because of these reasons and it and it's like I, sometimes you don't necessarily need that not everything actually needs to tie in and connect be connected so but yeah she's cool now as well so again I guess the kids are chill at the very least again they don't seem to. They don't get to leave, it seems. Yeah. They the, just have him and they're they're cool with that, I guess. Yeah. The whole thing collapses. So oh, that's true. The whole building is gone. So, Or the ceiling collapsed, at least. Yeah. So 
it kind of seems like they are setting up a second game, but how could they? Or a second movie, I mean, but yeah. what's, what are they going to do? I, 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 it's Sister Location, I guess, a, a different one, but then again, what? There's a game called Sister Location. No, I know. That's why I said that. Oh, very good. Pizza Simulator? Yeah. See, are those more kids? I mean, does he just kill so many kids in the games? Is that it? Like, there's. Well, he. Uh, no, because he kills his daughter in the games. He actually kills his daughter oh. with one of them, and she pisses. Abby in the game, or? Her name's like Emily in the not, game. Not Abby. Different yeah. daughter? Different daughter. <laughs> okay. But he like he like builds a robot for catching kids, and then he's like, "Hey, yeah, it has like a literal thing that like grabs kids and pulls them inside." Um, and he's like, "Hey, daughter, don't go." Well, near this it. has the scary doll looking one. That's those also in this. Yeah, it's it's a doll in this one. movie. And it, it like her, her, he doesn't listen to her his warning and stands too close to the child catching doll, and the child catching doll catches the child and kills her. Okay. So he's real sad about killing his daughter because he's a murderer and a monster. Why you? Why have kids if you're gonna? Are you planning on killing them? The thing I got from the thing I gathered from some of those Matt Pat videos is that he's not actually. He doesn't start off as just a psycho murderer guy. Actually, I don't. I don't recall why it is he falls into being it's, a murderer. That's that's something I've never understood. I don't. It, it's why I've never really. I guess really. It, it ruins my suspension of disbelief because there's nothing to to like tell you like oh this is why he kills children and also has a family. I feel like if you're killing children, you don't also have children. It'd be a hard sell. Yeah, because you'd be like, well, I'm just going to kill him, I think. That, or like, why? If, is he a well enough adjusted person to <laughs> realistically have a family and yeah. <laughs> a wife and stuff? I don't know. If you're wearing a bunny suit, killing kids, put him in robots. But it, sound, it seemed like in the beginning, he really did just want to have a successful restaurant. And, and have robots. Yeah, he just liked making robots and yeah, having a restaurant and stuff. So how did we get to the point where it's like, and then I just murder children? He like has a business partner and he burns her and then he... And Afton kills the business partner's daughter. Well, that's the first kid he kills. Oh, is it? Yeah. And then he and he's like, actually, I think I like killing kids. And then he kind of just starts killing some kids. Yeah, this just says, I believe William's original motive for killing the kids was because of his jealousy towards Henry. In the books, there were indications that he was spiteful of Henry. Yeah, I got, I gathered that, but then that's not really an A to B thing. Yeah. Feels like there's a couple more steps. How unhinged do you got to be? This says, why well, is your thing, Jack? Why would Afton kill children when he has two of his own? Oh, it says he thinks he can... By infusing their souls into animatronics, he can achieve immortality or control over these living machines. Again, why? How do you control? What, what, is that ever explained? Like, it's just, it's fucking, I think it's just dumb, Jake. I think it's all kind of stupid and dumb. <laughs> and this movie wasn't even, like, scary. Like, I was just like, again, like I said, I, I was I was very surprised by how quickly we got to a point where we were just, like, hanging out and building pillow forts with the, the, with the animatronics. And I was like, what am I supposed to be scared of going forward now? You've, well, yeah. you've really kind of. Kind of ruins it at that point. You've kind of ruined it at this point. Like, for the rest of the movie, I can't really be scared of these things. Because you're just like, oh, they're just kids, and they're, but they're actually kind of nice. They're not really evil. Okay. Being manipulated. Cool. And then again, that guy's just a guy. Like, he gets shot, and then, you know, because of horror movie reasons, we can't just, like, shoot him a bunch more. But anytime that happens, where it's just like, that's just kind of like an old man. Can we yeah. just beat the shit out of him? Like, <laughs> yeah, can't Josh just give him a punch? He kicks Josh in the head, and he's like, he should have been dead from that. He kicks him in like a big suit. Yeah, I guess so. well, I guess that's the thing, right? Is it, is, are we meant to understand that he's being like, um, augmented by that. It's like, yeah, it's like power armor. Yeah. <laughs> he's wearing a, a shitty animatronic. Because <laughs> he's wearing a shitty animatronic from the eighties. From the eighties, that he's he's strong now. Okay, that he, fine. That he pulls out to fight Matt Healer. All I know is, if I was there, I'm bringing like a weapon of some kind with me. Night one or night two at the very least. Once night one happened, and I'm like, this is spooky. I'm bringing like at least a big mag light, right? Like, what's yeah. he doing? He like he leaves with the lights off. Again, I guess that again they do kind of explain that his motivation for not just leaving is because he thinks he can find his brother, kind of thing. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's not being well received though either. It d- it did actually do financially pretty well. Um, it has one of the biggest, apparently one of the bigger horror openings of all time. 
Um, last I saw it was like 80 mil for the weekend, which is pretty good. It's not, it wasn't out of an expensive movie, um, but it's not being well received. I can't, I can't imagine why. We were, we've, we loved it so much. Um, again, like for some of the reasons we've said, even I think, uh, even, even fans of it are not really loving this movie. So yeah. Cause it's kind of nothing. Yeah. Yeah. $78 million debut, 130 million globally. Biggest horror opening of 2023. Probably ahead of, we had a couple though. There was like Evil Dead. None too. None too, sure. There was a ho- another Halloween one. What just recently wasn't there a haunting? Oh, was it Halloween that just came out? What came? What just came out? I don't know. Another Exorcist or something? I don't know. Oh yeah, another Exorcist did come out. Uh, yeah, was that it? Yeah. So we're like the t- those two kids become yeah, yeah, yeah. possessed or whatever. It was another Exorcist. So a lot of, a lot of long running franchises this year, yeah. horror wise. But I guess this is Five Nights at Freddy's got that kids appeal. I guess as much as you can with murder robots. <laughs> Sean Ob- Sean Robbins, chief analyst at Box Office Pro, says every studio should be taking note. This can be a game changer and another clear blueprint for event level horror films and game adaptations. No, huh? Disagree. Did he watch a different movie? Just because it did this did well, I don't think it has legs to like. Clearly, everyone could just do this forever and it will be successful. Not a chance. I don't think so. Mm-mm. Um. Oh, also, it was only PG thirteen. Yeah, so only can maybe be that so- contributed to why it wasn't fucking scary. Really? Yeah. And like another thing, like those those people are murdered in there brutally, and nobody checks and it no out. One, that, no, yeah, no, that's never followed up on. I just feel like the whole thing lacks a degree of like realism. Realism, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it seems like the building's also haunted because doors randomly lock. Yeah, again, like you said, I feel like most things that happen in this movie or in the games are just like, wouldn't it be cool and kind of kind of spooky if this, without really thinking through like the implications implications of of trying to make an actual story. And again, that works when your game is mostly just on these animatronics spooky. You just got to survive the night and everything else is kind of... Ancillary. Ancillary. But when you're trying to somehow convert that into a movie, it's it's really one of the least <laughs> prime like v- video game to, to actual film adaptations that I can think of game-wise because it is so nothing. Yeah, it's just nothing going on. There's never anything going on with it. Right. This isn't like The Last of Us that has like a... Actual rich, story. Just a, just a, yeah, rich well thought out story with characters and stuff built in it's just like it's not even uncharted where there's humans so they don't even yeah, have to yeah. do stupid scary stuff and and that movie ends in a papa john so not too dissimilar really sure anything else i don't think so perfect so we can act out of that into uh, what do you want to do next survivor oh sure do jedi survivor then uh so the sequel to jedi fallen order we talked about a couple weeks ago uh, that came out this year this calendar year so we're you doing better on that huh yeah it see? didn't take you yeah, like four. Yeah, yeah. Three and three Let's and, do the bit where three and three quarter years anything. to get to it. Yeah, yeah. It only took you about eight months, so. Yeah, yeah. Not quite even. I'm, I'm holding the mind. I'm exaggerating. That's all I'm saying. It's been six. It's only been six or seven, I guess. Um. So yeah, we talked about this game when it came out. We talked about it in the lead up trailers and whatnot, and then when it came out this year, we we talked Did a about first it. impressions kind of thing. Um. We liked it then. I still like it now. Haven't finished it. I think it's pretty great. Yeah, it's. It's. I think it's. It, it's really improves in every way on the first one, which is really what you. Too often a sequel. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think in a big way, like it, it really does like improve on. Which is like it seems like a, I don't know, like a trite thing to say almost, right? Almost like, like a this sequel obvious improve, thing. But I don't know that it necessarily always is, right? No, usually in a sequel they'll try to do too much other stuff. They'll like re- try to reinvent the wheel. It's like, yeah, I think so. And sometimes you'll have sequels where it's like, actually, you kind of step back in in this kind of one area. Like, yeah, there's improvements in a lot of ways, but actually this thing I kind of preferred in the other one or whatever. This one really is like almost anything you can think of, I think, it, it improves upon, it's, mm. it's which is great to see. 
Like I haven't played either of them, so I'm not really in a position to to say. But I have heard some. I've read some people say things about the new Spider-Man game, where in some ways it actually is like a might actually um, be a step backwards. Again, in, in certain areas. Overall, I think that game is well received. I don't think it's bad or anything. But yeah, there's stuff where people are like actually this was better than the last one. Like why do, why did you do it like this kind of thing? So it's good to have one where it just yeah unequivocally it's just like big improvements across the board. Mm-hmm. So game gameplay wise itself, right? You get new. Um, New lightsaber stances, right? And you get new force techniques. Lots of new force abilities. Almost too many to, like, feasibly. <laughs> that's really maybe one of the only... I guess maybe that's the literally the only thing is that the one force ability that's um, featured pretty heavily in the first game isn't in this one. Yeah, the, the slow ability. The slow, like the, the Kylo Ren freeze slowy thing you can do. He doesn't really do that in this one, except as the big, big charged ultimate move. But I think everything else returns. Yeah. Um, and they do a, a really good thing as well, actually, um, which I definitely talked about it, but talk about bears, it again. bears repeating, is that when you start the game, he has access to all of the powers from the first game, and then a little bit some. Yeah. By and large, there is some specific, like, you know, the high-level, like, skill tree things in the first game with the, the specific kind of permutations of the power and stuff. Yeah. You don't have every bit of that, because you need some stuff to obviously Build up earn, too. but in general, it's like, he doesn't feel like you're starting a new game, which is a thing that a lot of games have to do right for better or worse um is you start the game even though it's a sequel and you should be building up on it it's like you got to start with no powers or no equipment or whatever like uh the tomb raider games are like that like every game all of, of the three new ones right mm. every game you still have to like all right now i have to find my pistol and then find my <laughs> yeah well i start with finding to find my bow and then i have to find my pistol and oh look at i get to find a shotgun and do i get to find an assault rifle gun and so you know you're like halfway through the game before you have like the you know, weapons you had last basic game. set of we- weapons that you had last game kind of thing. So they don't do that, which I think is good. Oh, yeah. And that's maybe another reason it feels like, wow, this is really just a sequel. Like we're just building mm-hmm. up, up and up. You get uh, three new stances. Yeah. Um, They, well, I guess three new full stances because I would say, yeah, I think it's fine to say. Technically, you split. You get the split. You get the split lightsabers as like a, a specific attack. Yeah. In the yeah. last game, but this in this game they give you to as a full full stance that you can use. You unlock immediately, almost immediately. Once you hit the first boss fight, you get it like again. Yeah, they don't lock the, like the ones you started the last game with. You get the single and double. So the only ones he has to really there's only, there's only really two that you get throughout the rest of the game. Which, mm-hmm. And I think it, it's handled well because it's like the one the other one's a blaster stance. So. Someone gives him a gun. He's like, oh, cool. I have this gun now. Yeah, you can use that. And then there's the cross, the guard. cross guard one, which in this game functions like a, like a kind of like a great sword. Like a yeah. big, it's uses like a big heavy attack thing. So that's when I used the whole game uh-huh. once I got it. Cause you know, I'm, I'm a big min max kind of guy. Yeah. Give me big damage. Yeah, that one's good. Um, I think this game does a good job of really making you have to switch them up from time to time. Mm. At least I've noticed. There's definitely instances where I was like struggling on a boss and then. If you switch, I was like, okay, this actually this works a lot better for this guy or whatever. I think the one I probably used the very most was the blaster. I was a big fan of that. Yeah, I thought that was cool. I think it's cool, like visually and just as a thing of like, yeah, Jedi with a gun. But I also think it was very fun to play. So. Yeah, you, you kind of shake it up a little bit. Can mm-hmm. do more long distance attacks. And um, you know, this game in general, like we've, we talked about with the last one, and I, again, I think when we had our first impressions, but it does such a good job of like. Yeah, feeding into the Jedi power fantasy of, like, the lightsaber is satisfying to use. It's not one of those games where you're just kind of batting people around. Like, a lot of... There's lots of enemies that you have to hit several times and stuff, right? Mm. But I think it 
is believable. And by and large, there's a lot of like cannon fodder where it's like, okay, all the basic stormtroopers, you can just hack, hack up. All the basic battle droids in this one, you can hack up. And I, I think that in the same way with the blaster, like it's not like the you run around and you, everything has to get shot 15 times for it to work anyways. It's mm. like, no, a lot of the enemies, if you shoot them once, they die. And it's like, it's just, it just feels more satisfying that way. Yeah, more real. Works out. Yeah. Uh, something I really like about these games is that I feel like the, in this one in particular, the uh, the force powers work in like, I don't know if realistic is the right word because it's <laughs> magic telekinesis abilities, but they work in, the, you can do things with them that make sense. Right? Yeah, yeah, you can push enemies off ledges. Because of course you could, right? Yeah, if you yeah. had, it's not like one of those things that happens sometimes in games where it's like, well, this makes a lot of sense logically, but I can't do it. I mean, not that it doesn't have its fair share of those two because it's like, why shouldn't I just be able to cut through this door kind of thing, right? If you yeah. had a lightsaber, you would, but... By and large, it is good about, like, if you think you should be able to do something with the Force, you probably can, right? Yeah. You can throw, you know, grenades and shit at each other or at the enemies. Yeah, you push, can push them back. You can get their rockets and shoot those back at them and stuff like that. I like the thing you are on later on where you can, like, pick uh, enemies up and then, like, use their blasters on the... You, you got that one? Yeah, you can pull them to the... So you can, like, pull up the... Yeah, you can get the minigun guy even and then use his minigun on them and it's cool. It does add the mind trick as well. That, that's good. The mind trick is yeah. fun. Use that. Use seven points throughout the game, and there's like a convincing a character kind of thing. And like, I don't know. I had some bad lost. I don't know what I was about to say. But yeah, in terms of you want to get into like the story, then yeah. So gameplay overall is really real really solid. solid. Right? And you get enough new abilities, the new expansions of the force abilities yeah. that are like you need skill trees and abilities like in the first game that you just unlock as the game goes on. Oh, that that I know what I was going to say. Is that it? You're right. So yeah, yeah. the one thing, other thing I was going to say, it kind of ties into the story, but in terms of the gameplay, there's lots of new enemies. Um. Probably the most notable of which is the uh, the Bedlam Raiders. So it's yeah. like a new faction they're introduced to on um, Kobo, which is the by far the biggest planet in this game. You spend the most time on, and there's there's the most exploration to to be done. But Jeddah is also very expansive in this one too. Yeah, I think both of them are probably just about. Well, also, I mean, like Jeddah is physically huge because there's lots of big like open expanses. Yeah, open expanses and stuff. But I think both of them are probably like. There's more to do on either of them than there are on pretty much any of the planets from the first game. Absolutely. So again, it's just bigger and better. And takes a more way. like open sandbox area kind of style to it. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Because there is like an it is open world technically the first game, but not nearly so much as this, where there's lots of actual like exploration and things Rumors to find and, and side do. quests. Yeah, there's all like the legendary enemies scattered throughout. There's um, different the different temples across the different planets and stuff. Oh, but on Kobo, there's this faction of. Uh, they're just like, you know, like outlaw bandit raider types called the Bedlam Raiders. And their main thing is that in addition to like the humans and stuff who are, you know, whatever, running it, they have access to this whole like um, crash uh, separatist. It's a, it's a Luger Hulk, right? I think so. The big battleship. And so they have access to tons and tons of battle, battle droids. droids. Um, and so you face a lot of those throughout the game. And I think that's super fun. Yeah, you get the droidicas, the, the super battle droids, regular ones. Pretty much all of them. I think every... Other than like the more obscure ones, like the command droid. Yeah, that's true. There's no tactical droids. But I was gonna say like the um, there's no like the aquatic ones or like the oh, weird, yeah. the weird big sabotage barrel looking ones sneaking around. But in terms of just straight up like battle droids from the uh, from the Clone Wars, we'd see pretty much all of them. Even like Magna Guards later on and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's super cool. And this this kind of ties into the story as well. But in general, I think one of the reasons I found this game so like enjoyable, um, both gameplay and like story wise and stuff, just as a, whole experience as a star wars fan is i feel like it really does a good job of tying in lots of stuff right mm, makes you feel like a jedi too well sure yeah but i just mean in a sense of like 
you know, as as it goes on, there I think there's more and more Star Wars stuff that that is able to do this. But like, it obviously is drawing from the original trilogy, right? That's I guess more or less when the era that takes place, right? Yeah. But because it's being made in in 2023, right? It's one of those things where it's like I always say, like chronological order doesn't really tell the whole thing in Star Wars. You there's really no reason to ever actually follow the, do it that way yeah. because ultimately f- everything is building on what came before it. What came before it, and this is a really good example of that because it's something that is able to draw from the originals and the Clone Wars and the High Republic, and it's I think it's all like in you know ways that make sense, right? I don't I don't think anything's too ham-handed of like you know. Look at the Star Wars. Thing. Yeah, we have to like. Yeah, I feel like the inclusion of battle droids, the way it's presented, it makes sense, right? It's completely mm-hmm. logical. Of like, oh yeah, look at they're like kind of repurposed battle droids, but they're still there, and it's still something you can do, right? So you can, you know, completely believably have this game that takes place during the Empire era, where you're beating up stormtroopers on one hand, and then you also can just go fight a bunch of battle droids. And I was like, this is super cool. And again, oh, yeah. like I said, they even tie in the the High Republic as well. That's always fun. Which stuff. is like a brand, or not not brand new anymore, but was the time? It's a new era. For, yeah, new era for Star Wars. Break into uh, new High Republic is like the kind of the central plot of this game. Yeah, kind of at a point. Um, so we start off on Coruscant, where we're in the middle of a job. Classically, it's been how many years since Fallen Order? Like Probably five, five, five years since the events of Fallen Order, and Cal is seemingly on his own, or at least on a mission without our crew of uh, Seer, Man- not Mantis, Seer, um, Marin, and Grease. They're not there. And he's on his own with this new group, but he's still working with Saw Gerrera, our favorite, totally not extremist guy. Uh, and so they're doing a job of trying to get this uh, senator, yeah, senator, of course, and to give them the plans what the Empire's doing. He's got something. He's like, it doesn't matter. You're going to get beat. And then they get ambushed. The Empire's there, finds them. And then the ninth sister, who we cut off the hand of in the last game, attacks and that's our first boss fight. Pretty good boss fight. Yeah. And uh, Kale ends it by just fucking killing her. Mm-hmm. Nice. It was pretty intense. I remember when we played, I was like, damn, I didn't expect that to happen. Yeah. First great Jedi. I, kind of that whole scene, I think, is or that whole Coruscant sequence, right? Your yeah. whole crew is killed. Oh, yeah. And then yeah, one you by killed one. a nice sister, and you're like, whoa, this is crazy. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then you know, they escape, and the Mantis is all uh, messed up, so they have to find a place to repair it, BD-1 and Cal. So they head to Cobal. Cobal? Coba. Cobo. Where Grease is. They know that that's where Grease is? Yeah. Right. Because they, yeah. they got to find a place where nobody's going to route them out. So they'll just go find Grease, the guy who would know best how to fix the Mantis. So they go to his planet where he runs a saloon. And that's where he finds... And then he finds a droid? Yeah. And then he finds this droid Z. Yeah. Z from the High Republic, who was sent down there by a Jedi Master from that time period, whose name I don't remember, uh, to find this way key that's supposedly opened this way to this planet called Tanalor, which is... Beyond the Abyss, which is right next to uh, Kobo. Yeah. Uh, and the Raiders are after it because they want to get to Talonor for yet unknown reasons. And through our adventures, we actually find that there's a Hyperbolic Jedi and a bunch of Bacta, which is in the trailer we talked about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's missing an arm. And surprise, surprise, as soon as he wakes up, he's like, actually, fellas, I think I'm evil. He's like, fuck. So he's working with the Bedlam Raiders with this weird squid guy who's also kind of immortal. Yep. Whose name is He's, he's um, who's I like, don't remember. It's like Krang. Yeah, he's a... a I don't know if I remember what he's called. He's like Dirge, though. You know, Dur- you remember Dirge from uh, the the Clone Wars, the two D one, the Gendi Tartakovsky one. He's that bounty hunter guy that they beat up. There's a big scene where like all the clone troopers, everyone's fighting him, and he's being a big gooey. Oh yes, yes, yes. Monster. He's oh right, yeah. It's when they, in the commandos. The commandos yeah. go and fight him. Yeah, yeah. Because it's really cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's pretty cool. I guess you can't it's take pretty that cool. From him. No, you can't. Um, take other things though. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
so he's working with them and they're just trying to get there. So hijinks ensue. They have to go find Seer on uh Braca, Jaka? She's on Jetta. Jetta. Damn. I almost said Jakku, but that's a different desert planet that also starts with J. Uh so he's on she's on Jetta and she's trying to have the Jedi archives again and holy shit, Master Kudova's alive. Yeah. Didn't expect that. I, we I, talked about it, I think I didn't even like consider that he might be alive. I thought yeah. Not even from like, oh, he was probably killed, but I just, something about the events of the first game, which I don't know, I guess there's not really, obviously there's no um, concrete answer either way. Yeah, like there's nothing really to support that because it's not the way they ended up going, right? But I just assumed it had been like so many years prior that he was must just be old and dead by now. Like, Cause I, yeah, because he was like, oh, that's my master. He always talked about it. I was like, well, Seer is of a certain age, so I assume her master, who we've only seen being an old guy. Like I just kind of didn't internalize this idea that like he went off to search for the Zepho. Zeph Zepho and he came back or like he was still out there like just looking but like a lot like I just kind of assume like and then that was so long ago and he died. He died, you know. He just came up to curse on being like, Well, I'm well, back, guys. He didn't really find it and then he died. But like, no, he was just out there the yeah. whole time, and that's how he avoided the purge. So he gets to be back. Seer is um establishing a an archive to try to uh preserve like the Jedi knowledge. The written texts of the, the Jedi tradition. Marin's helping her out. Mm-hmm. She, did she also kind of goes off on her own thing between. And she's like, I got to learn about her own kind of relationship with the Force and the, she's got, the magic and stuff. She's got short hair now. Yeah, she does. Whoa. She returns to. Uh, actually, isn't her hair longer? If anything. No, I thought her hair was short in the uh, long in the game in the first game because her hair's all tied up. I think. Right. I guess you can't see. Uh, but so she learns. A, she returns to Dathomir and she learns a bunch more magic and stuff. It's pretty cool. Uh, her um, and Cal finally kiss. They do. They do finally kiss, and you're like, oh, is this gonna go anywhere? And then, uh, but, the, but the basic kind of, yeah, the thrust of it all, right, is Turning he's looking for these, uh, this compass, the compass. He wants to put it together or he has the compass and then he needs the, uh, the, what's the other thing? What are those tube things he's looking for? Oh, I don't remember. I don't know what the MacGuffin is at a certain point. Yeah. It's all to fix the compass because he, the Jedi break the compass, the evil one. And which is a bummer because he had a yellow lightsaber. There's like a handful of them and they destroy most of them. Except for one. In an attempt to prevent. Anyone from following, basically, but also kind of specifically that him, guy because he's they knew he was turning evil. Mm, yeah. What do you think of him as a, as a villain? What's he called? Uh, I remember dragon or something. Name. It starts with the D of some some persuasion, I'd say. Ravis is the Jedi guy. All right. Ra- okay. I remember Ravis. Dagon. Yeah. Dagon. Uh, he was all right. I wasn't crazy about him. He does very quickly. He said it's pretty, I mean, it's just direct. He gets out and is like, and I'm evil. My lightsaber's red. He gets out. He, he turns on his lightsaber. And I'm like, oh, it's yellow. That's sick. Because I'll use the yellow, yellow lightsaber through the game. And then he's like, nah, I'm going to bleed it real quick. And I was like, he bleed it already? Oh, he just woke up. How long was he in there? It, may, it gave me the impression that he got out once or twice to do some stuff and then went back in to wait it out longer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, he Of course, he gets two because every fucking force... Force user in this game fights you with two lightsabers. Yeah, and they're fucking hard as shit because, of course, they are. He's he's cool though, just visually because he he's missing one of his arms because it was cut off back in the higher public when he was fighting with the uh, the Jedi, and they they get him, and that's when they get him into the back and stuff. But so now he's only got one arm. Um, but at points he's using the two force lights. to like move the lightsaber, so he's got you know the one lightsaber on one hand, the other one's just kind of moving on its own with the force, and that, that's pretty cool. Yeah, visually, because you don't really need. Two arms. You don't really need your. You don't really need hands to do the force. I guess not. Because it's all just a conduit. Maybe more people could learn how to do that. There's that one move in Jedi Knight Jedi Academy where you like spin your lightsabers in a circle around. It's pretty cool. And force judgment. Sure. 
I hope that's how I'm hoping for the third game. We'll get to that later though. Um, so yeah, you and then you and then you're you fight him. You like yeah. fight him before he gets there, and you're like, I beat him. Surely nothing will go wrong now. And then what? Look at that. It's actually a twist because your your friend uh, Bo Bode Bode. Thank you. Who was who was one of the only survivors of the Coruscant job? Actually, is an Imperial. Wah wah. And not only that, he's a Jedi. So another Jedi survived. Great. You bothered God. by that? No, I, 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 I know. No, no, I I don't care. I thought it was. I, I was like, no, not Bode, because he and he fucking kills Master Kudova, so he kind of cancels it out. So they take one away and they give us one back. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the Empire finds Jedi. Well, they've always been fine, but they they find exactly where they are because Bode tells, tells them. Him. And then we get, uh, in classic Fallen Order fashion, which I should have seen coming, but I didn't, our good friend Darth Vader shows up. And I was like, holy shit. Then he fights Seer. This is maybe my favorite sequence in the whole game is the, is the part where you play as Seer. So first is- you play as Cal, and you're trying to chase Bode down. Um, then he kicks your ass. And then Bode beats you in a fight. Mm-hmm. I guess because he's better, but also probably because you're, you're he's distracted. And, and he's like, look, the Imperials are coming. Don't you, don't you think you should get back there and do that? And he's like, ah, shit, you're probably right. So then you cut back to Seer. And you play as her for a sequence. Um, and it's cool for a number of reasons. One is that she's kind of more powerful, basically. So for that little sequence, you're kind of like a really souped up version of Cal. Yeah. She's a nice Jedi a master. Lot more stuff. Yeah. Um, Got a new force kind of ability. Yeah, there's a new ability. And like she can just do... It's like a big shield, right? Where she can yeah. just like suck up a bunch of blasters and, and stuff. And blows it out. Blows it out. Um, but then like the... Just the story implications of it all and stuff is cool as well. She sh- shoots big rocks at like a... Walkers and stuff, right? Oh, yeah, that's Lolo's good stuff. Like, that's all very cool. And then, yeah, the the Vader fight, I think, is really great. Absolutely. Even though she ultimately loses. Um, yeah. In well, a way, she kind of wins. She, she gets him. She Spiritually. Does, she has a classic little bit of Ezra. Little Ezra yeah. in her, for Ezra. And he's like, oh, Vader's a little taunting. He's like, oh, you're stronger now. I guess, nah, I just, I'm not afraid anymore. I've simply let go of my fear. And I'm like, that's great. Like, she, that's why I say she's won. Like, yeah. She maintains to the, as opposed to the last game where, to, to beat him or to get one up on him, she starts to give in to the dark side, right? And this one, she holds holds true to the light the whole way through. And she dies, but, like, she dies on her terms. Yeah. She she wins the moral, the ideological victory. Yeah. She wasn't, she shows that, like, you didn't have to be weak, Vader, without right. knowing, kind of, like, proves right. herself. And it's sad, because when, when the game happens, because I was like, well, I know you can't beat Darth Vader, yeah. so she's gotta die. I was hoping she would. Or not beat him, but, like... You put know, get, him get him away. Get away. And no, it'll, I hope. But I was like, once that cutscene happens at the end, I'm like, ah, you're, you can't keep, you can't attack him at the end. Of the cutscene, he's not going to lose in a cutscene. He said he loses another master. Yeah, he's bad luck. This guy. And bad run. Don't but wanna, the game was rigged from the start. Don't want to freaking teach this kid how to use the force, huh? No. I did like that though too. How um throughout the game, as you're getting the new abilities, it's not quite like the first game where he had to remember... Being a child soldier. The, yeah, being a child soldier and, and learning them for the first time with his master. But it's with his new master and he's like harkening back to lessons she taught him and how they kind of end up being relevant to the task at hand. And he's like, oh, maybe I should think of it like that. And then he, you know, unlocks some new... Does his force dash. Yeah, he does a force... He's like, oh, I never thought of it like that. That was a good lesson she taught me. Maybe I can try to do a force dash. And he does. He's like, wow. Oh. All right, do this the whole time, I guess. Um, but yeah, I really, I think that's a great moment for her. Really good story moment. But now he's sad. So it's a sad. low point for everybody. Yeah, and they have to go get Bode back. Yeah. And so he, he goes to this Imperial base where Bode's hiding, and he goes through it, and he finds him, and then Bode escapes and, like, betrays him, which, of course, he would have. Uh, and so Cal taps in the dark side and kind of just, and you get a, you get, it's a big room full of them, and you just get to, like, wreck shit. Yeah. In the dark, in the dark side, like, like a 
t- event or timing, whatever it is, uh, with that power, you just are like insta killing most Pretty enemies much, yeah. and hacking through the powerful ones. You um, fight those security droids, and you could just like squeeze them up. Oh yeah, hack yeah. If you if you use the force on a lot of guys, you're just like smooshing them all in together on the droids and stuff. It's it's you know it, admittedly pretty satisfying, even though you're you're being a bad guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he's and that's the whole thing. Like he's he's kind of doing the seer from the first game, where like he kind of starts to lose control of himself because like all this stuff keeps going wrong and it seems futile. America kind of brings him back down to earth. Like hey, man, you got to calm down. Like this isn't this isn't you. What are yeah. you doing? Seer wouldn't want this. Uh, so then he goes to Tantalor and confronts Bode, and he's like, all right, we're gonna give him a chance. Like we're not, we're just gonna be like, all right, you can give us the thing back. We're gonna put you in prison, but we're not gonna kill you. And of course, Boat can't be reasonable because he wants the the empty planet for him and his daughter to live safely, which is mm-hmm. no life at all. Uh, and so they Cal just fucking kills him. Yeah, they have to do a, the, the final fight, and he wins. He burns all their bodies. Yep. So Boat gets killed. Rip. Rip. Uh, they're probably gonna raise his daughter themselves. Oh, that trauma. Yeah. That's the thing is like Bode's not ultimately like a super evil guy, is he necessarily? Yeah. Um, but he's just kind of a victim of circumstance. A lot of the same circumstances that that Cal is. He made the wrong choice, mm-hmm. the easy choice in a lot of ways. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's just it. It's easier. It's not stronger, better. He loses to Cal, but he gets he gets, and then he gets consumed by it because like he kind of takes the easy way a couple of times. Like, well, the dark side, and he justifies it by like, well, I got to protect my family and stuff. But then it, yeah, he by the end he becomes this like shell of his former self, right? Mm-hmm. He's like unreasonable. He's kind of, I mean, he's. Seemingly, by the end, is pretty much driving him mad. Like mm, he's just going crazy, and so he's gotta, they gotta kill him. But yeah, it's tough because it's like, yeah, it's not his fault that <laughs> he was part of a war and the empire purged everybody. The empire got him and stuff. So and they got his wife and all yeah. that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, clearly that they're playing more directly in this film with like, yeah, Cal going into the dark side and what that's gonna be like and stuff. But uh, I don't know. What what do you think about the third one then? Uh, I've seen. I I'd be down for it. Uh, I just oh, wonder. I'm very down. Uh, I just wonder where where they're gonna do the powers wise. I have no doubt they'll like. That is yeah. That is a story. Thing. But like, if they, I don't know what is left besides like just making shit up. Yeah, do another step up from this. It would be hard. I got it. On some level, from a pure like running out of buttons perspective, right? Yeah, some How many things can you possibly juggle at the same time? It's probably gonna have to do something similar like they did with this one, where one or two of them fall off. Are gonna yeah be swapped out for new ones which is that in and of itself isn't bad i don't think no getting some new stuff in variety and then you can there's probably room for lightsaber innovation right yeah i'm, I'm trying to think what what else could you do with lightsabers wise <laughs> they have covered a bit of it but yeah probably just find some new double bladed you just have i don't know maybe change you can have two colors in your lightsaber just weird cosmetic shit. I just meant gameplay wise. Like, can you do new stances they have uh, those light whips these they have oh, yeah. sometimes you, you could do one that's the shield a shield? Like, isn't there one in the High Republic where the guy spins it and it makes, like, and a shield? Just, yeah, I guess so. But that's more of, like, a... That's just a ability. Yeah. I can't think of any other, like, ways they have those lightsabers. You don't see them often, but the pike, which is, like, a long thing with a blade on the end. It's, like, a lightsaber spear, basically. That's pretty good. You could do that, probably. Mary's Brood in The Force Unleashed has, like, bows... Or, um, not bows, like, baton-looking ones. Like, you know, oh. like, billy clubs, like, with the right angle grip thing. Like a British cop? Yeah, sure. So, they could probably do stuff like that. I'm sure they'll think I knew Force stuff. But, like, <laughs> time back into, um, you remember when we were watching Ahsoka, people were like, yeah, I bet I bet Mark is Cal because he turns evil. I've seen a surprising number of takes from people being like, yeah, I bet he really will just be evil in the next one, and that's how it's going to end. I can't believe that. That's ridiculous. Right? Two games where he, like, overcomes the darkness within himself to become a better person, and the third one, he's like, nah, I'm all right. I don't actually have to do that. 
I think I'll pass. I could even accept that he might die kind of thing. But when people are like, well, he must die or turn to the dark side. And well, especially because they use that old, the old tired of like, well, Yoda says, which, you know, I don't put much stock in. And I find that boring at this point. But I don't remember what Yoda says. The whole like, when gone am I, the last of the Jedi will be. And so for all time, oh. people are like, there can't be any Jedi. In when the- when Luke beca- when Luke yeah. happens. By the time of the original trilogy, all the Jedi must be dead. All these other Jedi we know about. Man, Except for Ahsoka. Right. I just don't care. I don't. It's one of those things where it's like, I don't think you're meant to take that literally. You don't, you don't, at least now, you don't have to take it literally. Yeah. And like, it's also the thing of like, he's not being, yeah, again, he's just not being literal that you're the only guy ever. It's more like, you're the only guy who can do this, which he yeah. was. That still remains true. He's the last one who's been like trained because all the other ones are like hiding or not being trained traditionally. Mm-hmm. Again, but, any but, number beyond of that, the thing, like, all I mean is that he's the only one who could beat Vader anyways. Yeah. Doesn't matter who else is out there, or how much training they do or don't have. He's got to save Vader because he's the son. Like he's the only he's the only one who can do that. So, so you don't need to take it super literal. I don't know. I just get annoyed. But yeah, I would be very disappointed if they actually made him be evil, and that's just how it ended. I mean, it'd be crazy. I I do not see that happening. But no, not at all. Um, I think another big time skip. Make the daughter. I think you got to do it at least some kind of time skip. Obviously, if you get if you do too much, you're bumping up against the uh, original trilogy. Original trilogy, but there's still room. There's still a little bit of a run away for them there yeah yeah i think she's gonna tie in pretty closely probably yeah they'll probably start to train her i think it'd be interesting if she was like a uh mixing of like the night sister night and sister in the... jedi philosophy maybe you know because one of the things we talk about with with uh fallen order right is the choice that he makes obviously to not train the uh, potential jedi to, to get the younglings and the and the force sensitives and like started from scratch because of how dangerous it could be but now he's like they don't really have a choice right it's kind yeah. of the new circumstance and it's like can't just leave her, so yeah, take her up. Uh, yeah, she'll uh, probably have a, obviously her, him and Marin will advance in their relationship in some capacity. Yeah, um, and they'll have another kid, a weird pale-looking motherfucker with red <laughs> hair. I don't know what that would look like, like an Irish person, probably. But you know, they actually like fully embrace that. Uh, yeah, they do have like a. It's not just the one kid because at first you're like, oh, okay, is this just like a for luck kind of thing? Yeah, like from which is how it is played, which is fun, right? Um, like in A New Hope or whatever, right? Mm. And he's like, what was that for? And she's like, yeah, that was for me. <laughs> but then later on, they fully confirm. Like, yeah, I think maybe we should have like an actual thing. Why not? Yeah, the Jedi can have relationships. Yeah. And Cal's like, if if like, if like we're not fighting for each other kind of thing, like, what's even the point? Like, we may as well live a little kind of thing. Yeah. Get busy living or get busy dying. Exactly. Which is like a thing that, that's a, that's a common enough theme. Yeah, they do it all the time. Whether it's like your direct of, uh, that's how we win by protecting, I think, what did she say? We don't. By saving the things we love. And not, not destroying the things, things we hate. hate. Or even like Kanan. It's rebellion, I rebel. Thing, right? Yeah. Sure. That. Kanan has, or Kanan and uh, Hera's whole thing, right? Where it's like she kind of didn't do that and came to regret it. That like she, her whole thing was like kind of the opposite. Like, oh, I guess I'll wait. You know, we'll try to wait until the rebellion's done before we really expand upon this. And that turned out to be the wrong move. And my husband, fuck, my husband's dead. Ah, oh, shit. She like doesn't tell him until right at the end when she's like, oh, maybe uh, <laughs> we should let him know he's going to have a son. Maybe we should have been doing something this whole time. Make, making use of the time we had. Maybe we should have real kids instead of these weird, these kind of kids who want to have sex with each other. Strange times. Um, but yeah, overall, I thought the yeah, I thought the story of this was awesome. Came in for another Agdo Bagdo. Yeah, there was so the, the spawn of Agdo in this. I just did the cheese. Real I did the cheese, and I just did that. You looked one up. Yeah, I was just like, how do you beat oh it? And told me. I just pulled the big guys off the top, and you push them in, and they fight Bagdo for a bit and distract them. And then you also use the dark side attack, so you do like triple so I double killed triple them before. Damage. Before I had access to that, 
I'm just I'm just saying I that wasn't even an option to me. No, fair enough. He's a hard one though. He's t- he's fucking annoying. I did not even the that, rancors. Though. Yeah, the rancors. The rancors are fun. He's good. I didn't realize until after I beaten the rancor that there's like the little bones around the pit that you can throw at him. I was like, oh, I didn't know that either. Fun. Yeah, yeah. There's bones in there that you can like in the movie. I don't know. I don't know because I didn't see it. I don't know if they just do a little bit of damage or if they get like stuck in his mouth kind of thing and open him up to an attack. But yeah. I would it was hope. literally after I killed him and I was like wandering around his enclosure like, is there fucking anything else in here? I was like, oh shit, there's the bones I could have been throwing. So what are you going to do? There's a lot of cool big enemies in this game. They really do a lot of diversity. Mm-hmm. You, get, you get to ride things, get a mount. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Oh, I love that. Love getting the mount. That's fun. I love a Jedi with a mount. It's like the cool shit. I forgot about that. But yeah, you can ride around the little, I don't remember what they're called. The ostrich looking fuckers yeah. and uh, you can glide on the bat things. They got the um, things from Hoth, but they're like... In a different climate. Oh, yeah. They're like wampas, but they're brown. Brown wampas. Brampas. They're like forest wampas. Those guys are, are pretty tough when you first get to them. Yeah. I think you can cut off their arms, though. Like, you get a quick time event. Yeah. Kinda, like, yeah. Damage them and, like, take them out. Um, yeah, the finisher. All those finishes are fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, what, what are the, There's that weird triceratops thing, and then, like, the gorilla green-looking fuckers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's those guys. Yeah. I think that's all of them. All the new guys, kind of. Oh, there's t- there's lots of Imperials, so there's like yeah, well, I mean like yeah, new versions of security droids. There's the Sentry droid guys. There's you can fight Walkers again. There's those annoying ass flamethrower guys. Yeah, those guys are. Annoying. Oh, I hate them. Those guys are real pieces of work. Um, and there's like all the side again. There's just a lot more side content in this one for yeah. sure. Lots more exploring to do. There's all the, the Jedi temples that you can do. There's the central hub with like yeah. the bar. You can add. You can like silly find people to like build out the bar. Yeah. There's a whole bounty system. You hunt a yeah, bunch of bounty hunters. hunters. Yep, those are cool. Boba Fett appears. He does. Boba Fett shows up. So only ca- only time he does something cool ever, which is come in and basically steal your your gl- kill your glory at the end there. And take all the money. He's like, ah, I'll take care of this. I think. And you're like, oh, I guess Boba Fett. Okay. Yes. Right. I mean, I I kind of wanted to like I'll kill you with my thermal detonator. Uh, yeah, good stuff. Got anything else? Um, oh, the h- hidden path. Oh yeah, they talk about hidden path a lot. That's that's a big plot. So that's the other thing she's trying to do in terms of, um, Sears trying to do in terms of like keep the Jedi alive. Again, they're not like fully like we're gonna restart the Jedi and train a bunch of people, but they have they're also working with the hidden path, which is super cool. Mm-hmm. That's another thing actually, where the hidden path was created for this and then reverse engineered into Kenobi. Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh, um, because of like this game was already in developed. You get you get yeah, they were developing it, but even though it came Kenobi out before, came out first, yeah, yeah. But that's super cool, and, and we talked about you know when we watched Kenobi. I love I love the hidden path as like a concept, and I think it's super cool. So they're out there fighting the good fight and just helping people live. Again, it's not like a direct thing because of this, you know. I, and I like that at this stage of the timeline, it's like yeah, we can't we're not bringing back the Jedi, or we're not doing big bold things against the Empire. But you know, you're helping people where you can, and it's cool. And Marin's involved pretty heavily in that. She's doing it. I, I did like that element. It is sad that all their books seemingly get destroyed though, mostly. Yeah, kind of all their. Those all the anchorites are mostly just killed, it seems like. Oh, yeah, eradicated. So, Vader really gets the ass. That'll happen, though. The other thing is, like, the only good thing is that Cal gets away. Like, Vader doesn't stick around to be like, I kill him, too. Because I guess for him, it's like, well, this she was the master. So, I, I'm not going to kill this fucking clown. I'm not going to kill this kid. It's like with Ezra. Like, in Rebels, after they get... He's like, well, I got Ahsoka. Those dorks can... <laughs> they can do whatever they want. Those little apprentice dorks can leave. I don't care. Yeah, I already killed my apprentice. So, like, that was the only one worth killing, really. Yeah. Uh, in the third one, will Vader show up? Will you fight Vader? Like the three piece for real. The three piece? I don't know. Cause you gotta. I mean, is that gonna be one where you will escape, or does that where Cal dies? Does Vader gotta God. kill Cal? Actually, do a fight with Vader? Yeah, that's a good question. That is that is interesting because they've kind of like 
They're building that up to it. That would make sense. It's like a, yeah, it's like a one, two, three kind of thing, right? The first one, you don't even face him. You just run. The second one, you your have master, a fight. And you your lose. master face him and you lose. Maybe the third one culminates and in, in you're able to get away. That'd be cool. I don't think Vader's so sacred that you can't have a game where you beat him up, right? Yeah. I'm sure there's some people who feel that way, but I don't. I, as much as I do enjoy in the first game, that the, that's the way they try to do it. Is like you can't even face him. That makes sense at that stage. But yeah, I think he's so as, powerful he doesn't have a health bar. Yeah, I think as it goes on and, and Cal grows in the forest, I don't see why you couldn't do a fight. Yeah. Again, I I think it's certainly possible that Cal could die at the end of his last game. I would be very disappointed by that personally. I mean, not even from like a we need to use him for more stuff forever and ever, but it's just be nice if he had a nice ending. Yeah, can he just live with Marin and have family or something? Yeah, that'd be nice. He's a good guy. He's a real nice, solid fella. So Grease lost his arm. What the hell? Yeah, that happens in the book. That's horrible. Really? I know this book. Yeah, there's a book between them. I hated it. It's probably my... I, I've definitely told you Oh, you told me it's an awful book. It's my least favorite Star Wars book I think I've ever read. It's really bad. It's just dumb and bad and nothing of real substance happens. Of course, and they have the games to do. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> that's kind of how I felt. I was like, yeah, this doesn't... This didn't need to exist, basically. Yeah, you just need to have Grease have an arm. But if no one read it, it's just confusing. You get a little reference to that when he's like... Yeah, he's, he references it. It's the f- the fifth brother gets him. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, nuts. Because Seer tries to, um like, bring him back. Oh. They're having a fight and she beats him, but she's like, come on, don't you want to be a good guy again, maybe? It's like, sure, come here, Grease, and come on, gets him. Uh, which is a uh, admirable enough thing. She, like, beats herself up over it, but I was like, no, that's cool. You tried your best. Yeah, try your best. Don't just kill him. Be like, come on, you can be a Jedi again. Don't you want to be a Jedi again instead of this? And he's like, fuck you, and he cuts his arm. Well, you can't win them all. No, you can't. But um, yeah, I guess, I guess that's most of it. I think. Yeah, can't think of really again. I like the. I just like throughout the whole game again how it's like that that com- conflation of all these different Star Wars things coming in at once. Again, it's like the the plot you know kind of centers in a large part, like you said, around the High Republic. Really, like mm. this whole idea of Tantalor and this these compasses and the you know this is all harkening back to this High Republic era where they had a Jedi temple on this planet and stuff. Um, but then, you know, it takes place during the big Empire era, so there's still stormtroopers and stuff around. And again, we still have, like, battle droids, which are a remnant of the prequels and stuff. So I just love that, of all the different, you know, working everything together. Yeah. It's clearly, you know, made by a group of people who are... Passionate about this. Yeah, knowledgeable and passionate enough about Star Wars to, to work it all in and not just... You know, because there's a lot of... Especially in Star Wars games, I think, in the past, there's been ones where it is kind of, like, haphazard. It's just like, ah, eh, we'll just throw our own kind of, like... Whatever, here's some weird robot enemies and shit. You just kind of come up with stuff for gameplay purposes. But in this one, it's like, yeah, we're adding new enemies and stuff, but they're also very much, you know, part of the lore. Part of the lore. And, and we'll use old I, enemies and where they make sense. And and I appreciate that. So, yeah. Overall, big, big, big thumbs up. Two thumbs up for me. Two thumbs up from both. A big four thumbs up from the Ank Attack. It very well may be like the best Star Wars game that there is now. I'd have, I mean, of all the ones I've played, certainly. <laughs> sure. All two? No, I've played Battlefront. It's true. You play, yes, we've played games too, so. Those count, I guess. So four. Well, good, five if you count. four or five, at least. Oh, no. No, six or seven because of the Legos. Sure. Why Eight, not? maybe. Less than ten. Somewhere around ten. <laughs> and you've played a hundred? Uh, not that many. I've played a good number of them, though. You know, as, as great as Republic Commando is, this is probably a better game than Republic Commando. I, I would so I would hope so. It's been sitting in that. I don't even know what that game looks like. It's been sitting in that box on your couch for a hundred years, maybe. You don't know, you know what it looks like. Vaguely. The game itself. You know, oh, I guess I, I guess I do know. But yeah, we'll talk about it later. But it might be the best game of the of the whole year for me. Game of the year? Ooh. It's not going to be game of the year in any like uh, official capacity because no, cause too Spider-Man. many games this year. Spider Man Two. I don't think Spider Man Two has it. From what I've seen, I don't think it re- has a realistic chance at it. I've no, I don't. I think there's little. a lot. I think it's in the. It's in the running, but it's not in the running. 
And it certainly is in the running probably more than Jedi Survivor even. Is it like a Banshee Vinishire thing where it's yeah. it's, a, it's up for something, but it's not going to win? Probably. Well, because you also have like Baldur's Gate. And I forgot about Baldur's Gate. Tears of the Kingdom. Right, right. Forgot and... about, I forgot this game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was El- the other one? Eldering wasn't this year? No. Eldering was not. I figured Eldering would win every year. But there was after. some kind of... Didn't a Final Fantasy come out this year? Oh, did it? Yeah. I'll ask Joey. He'll know. I think so. What was everyone going crazy for earlier this year? There was like a couple games that were like... Can I think of Tears of the Kingdom? Because that came out in like uh, May or June. May and June. Spider-Man 2 is, def- like I said, definitely a big one. Um, Starfield isn't realistically having a chance, but that came out. Oh, Resident Evil 4. That was one that was like a big deal. Oh, right. They got that... Um, re- remake re-release yeah something they're remaking all of them eventually and Hogwarts Legacy as much as like controversial it was was not actually a- critically panned yeah it was, it was it was overall seemed to be a well received game so it's just, it's just one of those things where it's a big year for games so I don't think Survivor realistically is going to do it has a chance I think in a different year it might have had a better run at it but not this year no nah, not quite but it's probably my favorite game so probably probably mine too we'll see uh, so yeah, so I could tack probably out of that into Loki episode four. Was it what's the title of that? I truly oh, God. couldn't I remember. Either. It was a very direct thing. It wasn't like a <laughs> a goofy one. No, oh. it was not a goofy one. It was like it was like oh here it goes episode four. Like, oh, it's, I don't know. It was season one. Uh, yeah, I was like wait a minute. Heart of the TVA. Pretty pretty straightforward. Pretty straightforward, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so start off where we basically we start where we end the last episode with Renslayer oh, yeah. and Miss Minutes in um. Uh, the place beyond time, uh, he who remains of uh, his corpse. Miss Miss's little AI scan and shows uh, Renslayer like the big secret, which is uh, her and he who remains standing and looking out at the sacred timeline, assumedly right as it has been formed. Uh, as you can see, it's all branched and fucked up, but when it's in its perfect loop, as we saw at the end of last season, he's like, oh, we did it. Thanks for leading my armies, and we won the war. So she goes back to the TVA, and then... He remains like, all right, Miss Minutes, fucking erase all their memories. Like, everyone on the TVA can't remember they did all this stuff. And I have a great Protocol 42, which I assume, based on you know the whole events of the show, is erasing all their memories. and Big memory erase. Yeah, recreating the TVA as like this. Oh, we got a... Oh, it's the, it's the timekeepers. And actually, you can't go to the end of time. There's nothing beyond the end of time um, to keep themselves... Um, he seems pretty upset about it. He, like, he's like, um, he like apologizes to, to her, but to really no one about mm-hmm. it. Um, it's the 42nd protocol. feels like there's a couple others he wanted to do, or seems like this was not not an outcome that he wanted but felt was necessary. Uh, and obviously, Renslayer's pretty upset about this. And she's like, why would he do that? I was like, I was in charge. And it's like, actually, you were like the general of his army. Like, you were the reason he won't beat all the other Kangs in the multiverse war. You're actually way more important. Which is really just Miss Minutes kind of manipulating her to get what she wants, it seems. Um, so they go back to the TVA, renewed with, like, vengeance to take it back. Yeah, and it's all like, what? Do we even need him? him? We got each other. Maybe the two of us can kind of work it out, which they don't. does not end up going well for them in this episode. Spoiler alert. Spoiler. Sorry, guys. They are not massively successful. So then our heroes have gotten back to the TVA with uh, with Victor Timely. Uh, so now we can finally work on the, the, uh, loom. the loom thing and... I was going to say resolve it, but again, spoiler, we don't end up doing that, do we? No, we don't. And I qu- had, as much as I have been enjoying this season, I did, I saw some someone's uh, observation or sort of complaint about the season, which is that in a lot of ways, we haven't really moved forward plot-wise, um, which I think there has been good character stuff, which is a thing I say a lot, right? Where I'm yeah. like, hey, come on, remember that, um, that maybe it's not, sometimes when people complain about the plot moving forward, the, the reason for that is that 
this show isn't as the show or whatever it is isn't as much about plot as you might think it is. Yeah. Um, but in this case, there is something to be said about like every episode has been like we gotta fix the loom, loom. we gotta fix the loom, and then every episode they kind of do but really don't, and now it's like yeah, it is four episodes in a row where it ends and it's like man, we really gotta fix this loom, we guys. Got, we gotta find he who remains. We have it's to like, find oh. Miss Minutes. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, we we still haven't, but to not get ahead of ourselves. Now that they have him, they think he can use his temporal aura to get in, right? To open the blaster so they can uh, fix the loom. And the idea to fix the loom is just to make the rings bigger so that it can all the branches can, all, can fit. It can through. all fit. It can accommodate all the new branches. The problem is all the it's going out. It's it's become quite out of hand. So Victor and Obi meet, and they're like, "Oh, I know you because of the book." And he's like, "Why well, wrote the book because of you?" And it's it's a, that's fun. It's a fun moment as well because. He said directly reference the paradox. Yeah, he's like, it's like a snake eating its own tail. Like, and they obviously don't go like me or a Boris, which is my name. But Um, we know, we got it. We got it. I was clever. I was like, ah, that's fun. What a fun time. But yeah, I did like that. That was a reference. There's a lot of that in the show where it's just like, hey, just don't worry about it, man. Yeah, it's paradoxes. It's kind of how they are. Yeah, we get another paradox later on, but we won't get too ahead of ourselves. Uh, so they have like we're gonna work on that, and then Uh, Loki and Sylvie have like an argument about it. Where she's still kind of like, listen, I know I saved him last week, but I'm not happy about it. Yeah, and, he, and Loki's like, well, you can't just give everybody free will and be like, and, I'm, and I've am and i washed my hands of this. She's like, well, then the TV just gets to play God. It's like, well, I mean, what choice do we kind of have? Like, we're in a very sp- specific position that we need to protect time. We know that he who remains, we don't think, they don't, they don't believe that he was lying about all the Kangs. It's like, we have to not have Kang show up. But also, like, let everybody do what they want. So, like, we kind of have to, like, hope to be better. Yeah, hope to be better. And I love that. I mean, that's the, that's the idea, right? Yeah, we get, a, we get a direct mention to Thor and yeah. other movies, which is it's kind of fun in this show because Loki's kind of so out of his usual element that it's it, it always kind of takes me by surprise that it's like, oh, right, you're, like, um, Mobius says the last episode, like, oh, I always forget that you're, like, a Norse god. <laughs> the and Norse god magic. of mischief, yeah. Yeah, he's like, yeah, my, my brother went to Earth because of my father, Odin, the All-Father. Yeah, in a lot of ways, it, it is kind of funny that this is just the Loki show. Like, it's just called Loki, because in a lot of ways, you would never really expect that. It could be any other. Someone who watched all the Thor movies and was like, man, I really like Loki. This would be fun. Would be no- You'd be like, what is this, though? This is nothing. The best you get is, like, when all the when there's alligator Loki. Yeah. But yeah, it's a good moment. He's like, Thor went to the Earth, and it, like, changed him. And I thought it was because he was, like, soft or whatever, but I think it was good. Like, I think he... He had hope and empathy. He had hope and empathy. <laughs> they learn stuff down there. It's crazy. Humans are like weird, man. Yeah, and now I've learned it. Um, I know. Yeah, I like that. And she's like, "Well, maybe not, though." What the heck? I want to be cynical and angry still. He's like, "Come on, again? We did this all last season. Come on, I'm over that now. I'm I'm reformed, Loki." Uh, and it, it which one of that makes because someone was like, "We just play God," and he's like, "Is it him?" No, it's her. She's like, "You're just gonna play God." But he, then he's like, "We are gods." <laughs> oh yeah, he does say that. Which is kind of fun, but yeah. It, I, I, again, ultimately the conclusion here is like, you know, we, we got to like believe that it can be better. You have to always try to be better. We have to remember, I, however how uncomfortable it is, remember all the terrible things that had happened on our watch or because of us so that we always can be better. And I, I yeah, again, I very much enjoy that. Because she's like, what if what if you're wrong to, which I guess, is, again, that's why it's easy to be cynical. Because she's like, well, what if you are wrong though to save him? What if it is going to go poorly? What if he is going to be as bad as, he who remains and all this. What? What? And he's like, yeah. Well, it's easy to just like destroy everything. It's not hard. It's not easy to fix things though when they're yeah. broken. And again, I liked all this. I thought it was a good conversation. Uh, some nice moments. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
Good she, for Loki. Like, it definitely shows how far he's come, right? She uh, so Before this, Sylvie calls out Mobius again. Mm-hmm. She's like, you've never got to see what your life is. Like, you're kind of just afraid, um, which may come into play later. Or uh, later as in the rest of this sh- season. Um, yeah, I think so, right? Yeah, for sure. Surely they've referenced it so many times. they got to... I basically I think we'll, get, we'll get into it in, but that's why I think that's going to directly apply to what's going to happen next. Um, so we cut to all um, the people, the general that went haywa- that went rogue, who killed those Docs, people. Docs, name, right? yeah, she's in a cell. And early in the episode, B fifteen talks to the general that she convinced. She's like, "Well, go talk to Docs and try to make her talk to her on her own terms. She just mm-hmm. wants to do what she thinks is right. So if you convince her that what you're saying is the tra- path of goodness, then she'll be on your side." And she tries, she like gives him a speech. She's like, I just, I don't want you here. I want you to help us. I know you all. You're mm-hmm. all my friends. And, she, and then that works because when Renslayer shows up, um, they're all, she's like, well, let's go kill everybody. And they're like, nah, we'll pass. Let's take control as my force. Yeah. And they're like, nah. And then, but X5, Brad is like, actually, I'm going to keep being an asshole, I think. Because she's like, if you join us, then I'll let you go live your life on the timeline, basically. And he's like, I, I need that more than anything. And we're going to just play a good line where Dax is like, was it really that good being an actor? Like, is it really that good down there? And the thing is, it's like I, it almost makes you wonder. Obviously, just to kind of facilitate this character moment for for him, but in general, that doesn't even make sense, right? Why would yeah. she show up to these people and be like, "Hey, do you guys want to? If if you help us, then you can go mess around with the timeline as much as you'd want." The whole point is that these were the characters who explicitly did not want to do that. Yeah, they wanted to keep the timeline exactly as it was. <laughs> so yeah, it wouldn't really be a compelling thing necessarily for them to be like, yeah. Let's 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 kill everyone so we can mess with the timeline as as we would like to. Yeah. yeah, that's how they want it. But then a she pretty, gets them in that box and uh, squishes them all. Just a horrible, that's crazy, right? Yeah. yeah, it was very visceral. Miss Minutes is just excited. Also horrible. Uh, I've seen a lot of people talk about how like how Disney can do horror if they try because obviously they don't show you these people being crushed, but they show all the reactions and they certainly play some sounds of like they're yeah. screaming and then their bodies being crunched into nothing. Um, so Brad's pretty upset about that and maybe immediately regretting his choice. Dumbass. Uh, there is a good line that Doc says before she's killed where she's like, Rensler, what is it? What is it? What do you think that means that we'd rather all be crushed horribly in this box than leave with you? She's mm-hmm. like, well, I'm not even going to think about it. That doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Now, they both choose to not uh, think about that too much. Think through the implications of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah so the, uh, Timely is, is fascinated by the hot chocolate machine. So he goes, checks it out. But then he's basically abducted <laughs> by Brad. By Brad and them, they they get him. So now we have to like, oh, here's have to rescue him, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, like Miss Minutes is in the system. She's blocking them out, so they can't go anywhere. Uh, and they're like, well, we have to reset the system, but like, how? Like, if we do that, all the magic, all the things that stop magic is are gonna turn off. And they're like, well, yeah, do that, so we can use magic and do whatever we want. The our Loki and Sylvie. Uh, am I jumping ahead? What well, doesn't matter? Uh, so yeah, they they stop Miss Minutes. Uh, she does a very ominous thing where she's like, "You'll never be him, Victor." Which it sounds like he is him, maybe, or I don't know. It from what from the uh, literally Ouroboros, it feels like Victor Timely is maybe he might become he remains no matter what. And there's a misses of warped perception of that. I would be surprised, but obviously they can they can do the whatever they want for this particular you know mm-hmm. adaptation of it. But it would be seem weird to me if the main the mainline Kang was one who came from the. 19th century that's true that he, he does little... say that he does mention 53rd century when he talks about it right. last season yeah that's true so maybe she's more right than she knows i think he's more of a yeah well but she also means it insult is like an insult yeah insult but for us that's a good thing like if he didn't become him that'd be quite all right yeah right? he's just a cool guy uh, so then we get a time loop we kind of revisit um loki 
past Loki as he time slipped, and we get when he gets pushed to the future, and everybody's mm-hmm. running around, and he gets the elevator where Sylvie is, but then we see it. We do a little bit of Prisoner of Azkaban here, where we see it from mainland Loki's our, our present Loki's perspective, who he's got like a pruning stick, uh, and then he prunes himself. I didn't fully, which didn't happen the first time. Yeah, I didn't around. fully understand this. Why does his head? I, I don't. I, yeah, I didn't quite understand how we got here, like with the second Loki, but. Yeah, I I didn't super get it either. Again, other than just like, oh, this is the one. This is that scene we saw in the first episode where like he was there and there was the the phone was ringing and the elevator was opening. Hmm. But yeah, like you said, that's not what happened to him. At least, I, unless maybe it is, and we don't. Because because in the at least what I remember in the first episode, he picks up a stick. He's holding one, and then he does himself. Uh-huh. But maybe like that's the first time it happens, and every time else there he doesn't find one. It, it's unclear. Or maybe, or maybe he doesn't actually, because Loki picks one up in the hallway by Ob's office, where Loki time slips out of. I thought it was just the thing where like he was there, and then he was like, "Oh, what's happened? This elevator's opening, and Sylvie's there, and the phone rings, and then he just slipped back because it was just uncontrolled. Like it, he just kept going back and forth, anyways, right? Let's see, let's bring it up. Here. Yeah, let's just bring it up. Just so I didn't think sure. anyone needed to be pruned. I don't know because the explanation seems to be like he has to. He's to prune himself from the to, time. to like close a loop, I guess, right? But again, it seems like. Doesn't it seem like the loop should just be that he's? Been, I don't know. It just seems unnecessary. Well, because he's not—he's not supposed to time slip when the because the, when the green thing happens, he has to prune himself from from time to pull himself back and be right. Yeah. So he does have to get pruned. But let's just watch this scene. Oh, right. Here is the scene. So he's got the thing. Okay. Yeah. Phone's ringing. Elevator's opening. Sylvie's hands. Sylvie's in there, and he's like, "What the heck?" No, I guess he does. Oh wait. Oh, I guess he does get pruned. <laughs> I guess that is what happens. Okay. Oh well. I guess the thing that happened happened anyway. No, no. Okay. Well, then I guess that makes enough sense. Wraps up that, I guess. So yeah. He so got... he had to do it to. So, so he did have to do it to close the loop because he yeah. knew that when he did it. Okay, so it's nothing too crazy. It was, pr- it was a little prisoner of Azkaban. Exactly. So basically, he knew that when he was there, someone pruned him and sent him back to where he needed to be. But then he finds himself to get to him the whole time. Yeah, it was him the whole time. So that's a classic. You got classic that. time travel paradox. Yeah. To set up a bit you. of a snake eating its own tail. You might say you might say that you might say a bit of your dad saving you from the beach, but actually it's you using your dad's Patronus. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so then, oh, we're on the wrong episode. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you don't want to go off this one. So anyway, we're doing this weird thing where Doc has all these weapons to fight <laughs> Sylvie. Uh, I wonder what he's using them for. So no, so they finally get there. They like figure it all out. Sylvie. Oh no, they go to go to try to save Victor Timely. The two of them because it's they should. How that pruning works, huh? Yeah, doesn't seem like it should work like that. No, should it kill you or like remove you from existence? But, but it pulls it just, you out of all of time. That's weird, Hugh. Because how do you appear twice? Because these are both the same Loki. The t- the, but they're also the TVA, right? Because if the idea is like maybe that because he's connected to the TVA now or whatever, it works differently there. But how how does that work? I don't how does pruning yourself in the TVA send you back in time to the maybe it's the time, spot in the it's, TVA? It's the time slipping because well, that it had to something to do with because that, yeah. that rope grabs him in the timeline. So maybe it just it grabs him when he's pruned and mm-hmm. pulls him all the way through. I wouldn't Better. think about it. Yeah, I probably don't got to worry too much about it. Yeah, but yeah. there it is. That We got that hole paid off. Only halfway through, huh? Or no. Is this... Eight? Do we know? Was it six or was it's it eight? Sixer. It is a sixer? Yeah. A little more than halfway, but... Yeah, so we got that all, thing all paid off. That's why. We know why Sylvie was there and why she was like, oh, it's you. I like how the, the phone call was just Obi being like, what are you yes. guys doing? Get yeah. here. I thought that was fun. And and, and yeah, on the one hand, it's kind of fun that it was just like, oh, this this is ultimately a relatively low stakes thing. It was, a, it was a fun thing to set up and pay off, but ultimately it was just like... Yeah, well, yeah, it was just Ob calling on the phone. It wasn't like anything super deadly. It wasn't like Thor being like, yeah. "I know where you are." No, there was no crazy uh, implications to that. Mm. 
Uh, so then Miss Minish shuts down, so Brad goes to try to find what's going on. Loki appears, and he's like, oh, let's fight Brad. And then Sylvie mind controls Sylvie him. Sylvie gets him. Well, and then they probably just kill him, right? Or he's off somewhere. But then this isn't him at all, right? No, that's him. Watch, his I thought it green. was... I thought that was, like, Sylvie... I thought that was I. I thought that was one of them. And um, I thought it was, but his eyes changed back because there's two of them here, and then we'll cut back to Brad now. Oh, so the eyes turning green is—is is it like? Mind oh, it. it's like him fade. It's it, it's fading. Okay, yeah. so he's there. So Renslayer is just pruned again, though. So then, what does that do? Is she gone? I it seems like the rest of them gone. are gone. So why is what's? You see what I mean? I think it's the device that Mobius uses that saves Loki. I guess it's, uh, best, it's the best we've got. It's the best we've got. It puts his head in a little like microwave-looking motherfucking thing. He's like, is it safe? And he's like, yeah, sure, I guess. Who cares? We don't have time for this. So he puts it in, and then they're like, well, someone's got to go out there. The The time radiation's so great. Like, who knows what'll happen? And Victor Time is like, I'll do it. I'll be the hero. I'll walk it out. It's my machine. I can save this. Yeah. So if he puts, he if anything goes suit. wrong, I have to do it because I'm the only one who knows actually how it works. So, so I can I'll fix it. it. And they're like, all right, cool. So he takes one step out, his heroic step, and instantly is spaghettified. Crazy, huh? Shocked. Uh, truly shocking yeah I and then so. the whole timeline blows up yeah seemingly yes yeah, it, it finally uh critical mass it's critical mass and it seems to explode outward to do something i don't know yeah again it's weird how <laughs> this show the show is kind of confusing sometimes when things are like physical and tangible but they're also it's all representing like metaphysical all concepts right? yeah there's a void but what is is that space yeah, or is where that are they yeah again where are they they're outside of time, time but time affects them but they can see they're all looking at the big yeah. physical thing that they built a ring that is time they have to victor somehow kang built something bigger than the concept of time to hold time <laughs> who knows don't worry about it huh just look at just look at the fun 1950s sign that says don't take longer than a 20 minute lunch break but somehow time explodes on them so <laughs> they get timed all over the place time's gonna get everywhere <laughs> oh Let's god look goes. at this time over the floor so but yeah this is a shot and then it ends yeah. which i was like well this you know see this is this episode television that's how you do I th- it. I think so. I really do think this sh- this show does that well. Oh, for sure. Um, in terms of, it is still kind of leaning on the Marvel Disney Plus show thing of every episode kind of ends with something of a cliffhanger, right? Yeah. Uh, but I also think it does better than some of the shows in terms of giving delivering a, a mostly satisfying satisfying story each episode, mm-hmm. which I guess is the key, right? Obviously, you know with yeah, with episodic television, you don't actually necessarily want to resolve everything. Like, it doesn't have to be completely self-contained every time. Like, stuff can build on each other, whatnot. But you can also do it uh, with some of these shows we've seen, where each individual episode doesn't feel satisfying enough on its own. So, it's a it's a balance you got to strike. And I think this show does better than some Most. of the other ones. Oh, absolutely. And it applies to some of the Star Wars shows, I think, even too. Yeah. Honestly, especially with Marvel ones, there seems to be this. I think more so than even the Star Wars ones. Although that being said, we do know that some of the <laughs> some of the Star Wars ones this might directly apply to as well. Actually, now that I think about, it. but we know directly now that there's like some of these shows were conceived as movies, movies and they just kind of were reverse engineered into being TV, and that's why some of them kind of seem to kind of come out the way they do. Maybe so. This does not feel that though. No, I don't think Loki is that at all. I think this was definitely a TV ground show. up TV show. So an actual idea. Yeah. Uh, so what I think happens here is we're going to get a big old reset where everyone's going to go back to where they started. Yeah. And the timeline's going to go back to what it was theoretically before Kang first fucking with it. So I think we're going to see finally what Mobius was before. I don't know if I, 
Well, we're gonna continue. Uh, just everyone's gonna we're gonna see everybody go back to where they started, and all the characters that are dead are gonna come back in some way. Because mm-hmm. like Rens, at least Renslayer and um, he remains, or Victor Timely or something. Like everyone's gonna come back, and maybe Loki will, will be the only one who remembers, and he'll still have time slipping. I've seen people say, and like may ha- maybe have to like kind of repeat the cycle to try to fix it. The little yeah, yeah. W- dark tower kind of thing, where every time he has to try again. I I line up more with that one. I think I think there's I think there's something to that. Not necessarily a well, kind of a dark tower. I think, but almost like a Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. That's probably better. Um. So we. I don't, yeah. I don't know if it would go back that far. I guess it's my only thing mm-hmm. with that. Like you're saying, like way back to the beginning. As much as maybe with his time skipping thing and the thing we saw here, which again is still kind of confusing, even though we seemingly see the resolution to it. It's like, oh, he pruned himself and ended up back. But maybe that is somehow. But that's part of it. Like it is this weird loop and that that's kind of self-contained somehow whatever has happened to him or with the time skipping and stuff he's yeah he's kind of set separate and maybe that's a self-contained loop that he's not created that he can keep reliving up as a part of so even that though would take us back to the beginning of the season so it'd be interesting how they if they do go that route for whatever an episode or two or more how they uh end up doing this loop oh there's only two left i guess so how they would end up doing that because it's like you, you just kind of speed run it you sort of montageify the last couple episodes and have him do different choices and see how that works kind of thing. Yeah, see how close you can get. Maybe he has to like make some kind of set. Probably, I would assume at the end, he, has to, he keeps trying to do it so that everybody lives and realize that he kind of has to die kind of thing. It's the way these things often kind of Yeah, you go. often have to let yourself die to let the cycle break and move on. But um, yeah, something's got to change there, huh? Presumably. Yeah. Can't imagine it's just gonna it's just going to end. <laughs> no, no, that's just... just uh, that's the end. Oh, everyone's dead. Yeah. I mean, I guess the another uh, uh, possibility, right, is that he was spaghettified, but he's not gone. Like, it somehow did something to him and split him up and reformed him sort of elsewhere in time, right? Yeah. So he comes, he could come back, or maybe that's how he becomes, he, he remains. Like He gets put to the far future where all his ideas can become reality. Mm-hmm. So that could, I, I feel like that's a possibility as well that I was considering. It's like, somehow that works out. But what else you got? Uh, not much. Uh, well, another good one. Excited I mean, for this show. I think this show's maintains it's enjoyment. Like I said, I do. I do see, especially with this episode in particular. I do kind of understand that. I'm like, yeah, this does feel a bit like we did the same plot a few episodes in a row, kind of thing. In terms of, we gotta fix the loom, but you gotta um, find him to fix the loom. We gotta do this to fix the loom. It definitely seems like something that's gonna change somewhat. Mm. Although, also, <laughs> I guess maybe not. If it, if they are doing a loop, it's gonna be Loki back, and they're like, Loki. We gotta fix the loom. Come on! He's gonna be like, "Oh no!" <laughs> now so he'll be not. aware they're doing this over and over again. Maybe not. Although maybe the maybe the the idea there is that it's it's very intentional. I guess if that doesn't end up being the case, it's like, yeah, clearly this is the whole point. It's a whole season about us trying to fix the loom. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. well, do you think it'll be a season three? I don't know. I'm just thinking. That I, don't I don't know. I don't know what it would contain. I mean, you would do whatever. Yeah, yeah. it's time. I mean, with the time stuff, and uh, I I I think you could. In terms of if they will, I guess I'm thinking more of like a, you know, from a meta perspective of like, well, when are we going to use these guys again? Mm-hmm. How much time do we have before uh, they end up wanting to do the... Kang Dynasty? Yeah, when, when I, I don't know. I don't remember. It's 2025 still. So there's probably enough time to squeeze one of these in, but this this one took longer than most we thought it would, so I'm not sure. Yeah. I think you could. I think it, it, but it, yeah. I mean, as of thus far, this is one of the bigger... Uh, this show represents one of our biggest exposures to... Kang, yeah, right, as a character. So if you take out this, it's just the one from Ant Man. Ant Man. So this would be, I mean, yeah, a good opportunity to to use to build him, continue to build him up to be the big bad for the 
the new phase Multiverse stuff, saga. So, yeah. I could see it going either way. I either they get another season or then they don't, but these characters are obviously going to reappear have to later roll back out, right? Yeah. The Avengers movie and stuff. Probably. Probably Loki back in Thor 5, but he wears sure. a suit and does time travel. If they're developing, I've heard. Thor 5? Yeah. I don't know why. I, I, I couldn't tell you. I think it's got potential. Maybe you just don't have a... What's heard, his name? Do it. I heard they not, they're not doing that. They removed them, which is fine. Nothing against him, but, but he doesn't need to do another one of those, I don't think. Yeah, we saw that you can't, I mean, you can't get lighting twice. Let Taika do some other stuff. That's fine. Let him do a movie about America Samoa. American Samoa. Yeah, soccer or whatever. Yeah. Go ahead. Nice goal wins. Really. Our flag means death is good. So. Yeah, season two of that came out. Just do that. This year? Do a Star Wars film, maybe. Wait, no, scratch oh, that. Oh, oh shit. Uh, rats. <laughs> Never mind. No Star Wars movies. Uh, so that's probably it. Uh, we can do one to the end, or do you want to do wheel time? Uh, let's see. Let's say that. I don't want to do that. You don't want to do wheel time? No, not right now. Okay, perfect. Then we'll, act, well, we'll act, act right at the end here. As always, thanks so much for listening. As always, you can find us wherever you get your podcast every week. You can find us on social media on Twitter at AcatechJazz, AcatechJAZ, on Gmail at AcatechJazz at gmail.com, or on Instagram at The Acatech Podcast. Our intro was done by a friend of the show, Joy B Music. You can find him on Instagram and uh, SoundCloud and Spotify. It's various albums and singles and whatnot. And he performs uh, live in some places if you live near where he performs. But I won't say where. Uh, our logos in my Jeffrey Gonzalez. You can always find him at inkocean.jpg on Instagram or on Redbubble. And as always, we wrote it, we produced it, we built all the sets. Say goodnight to the people, Zach. Good night. Good night. Godspeed.